everybody, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 176, entitled E3 2019 Reactions. I'm your host, Steve, but I am also joined by the regular podcast crew of Greg. Hey, Greg, how's it going? Hey, everyone. Let's talk some games. Woo-hoo. Games and E3 time. Uh, we're also joined by Barry. Hey, Barry. Hey, guys. Happy E3 day. Yeah, it's going to be great. And we have a special guest uh, back with us again is Hassan. Hey, Hassan. Hey, I'm here. Yay. <laughs> I let you out of the dungeon. <laughs> Not tied Yay. up today. <laughs> uh, if you are new to the Nintendo Fuse podcast, uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, be sure to subscribe and hit that bell to be alerted every time we uh, post a new video and go live and stuff like that. Um, and uh, and if you do like what you see, uh, hit that like button. That'd be awesome. Um, if you're listening later after the fact, uh, maybe on a podcast app of your choice, uh, be sure to subscribe there as well and uh, share this video and share uh, the podcast with other Nintendo fans. We'd be grateful uh, for, for you just sharing that stuff out there. Um, also, uh, we do want to just encourage you guys to participate in the chat room. So everything that we're talking about tonight, if you got some thoughts, be sure to throw that in the chat room later or, or during the show. But if, uh, later, if you're watching, um, we still want to hear your comments and, and things like that. So be sure to do that. We have a lot to talk about today because there's a lot to talk about uh, from E3 and, uh, and and it's just really getting started. So um, before we jump into any of the E3 conversations, um, because there is a lot of it, let's talk quickly about what we've been playing recently. So uh, Greg, what have you been playing? Well, I was playing um, some Super Smash Brothers because I'm just super psyched for the latest uh, announcements we'll go over later, but I was trying to wrap up and have all the characters finally unlocked for <laughs> to be able to play with other people and might finally get a global score ranking at some time soon. So nice, nice, Barry. What you been up to lately? Well, on the Switch, I've been doing Hollow Knight at least a little bit of it. Uh, so far, so good. Uh, and then uh, I finished Team Sonic Racing, at least as much as I plan to be playing it. Uh, I'm still doing Final Fantasy XIV, but not nearly as much right now because we're in that content lull. Still doing Dragalia, uh, finishing up an event today. Uh, I'm really close to being out on Pokemon Go. It's just it's draining me too much. I didn't I didn't even do anything today in it. And uh, other than that, I've just been working on the house, so I haven't played that much. Nice, nice. I uh, surprise, surprise. Um, I've been playing a lot of Rocket League uh, lately, um, so that's that's no surprise at all. Um, I also played some uh, FIFA 18 um, of all games, uh, but uh, I, I kind of got a little um, FIFA on my mind from the recent news from EA that uh, yeah, that's going to be a legacy edition for 2020, and so I decided, you know what, I'm I just booted up 18. I hadn't played it in a while and played a couple matches, um, and then I did play the NES online stuff. Um, Hassan, what have you been playing lately? Um, on the Switch, I think pretty much just uh, Smash Brothers. Just getting back through World of Light still. I'm, I probably still have a lot more left to go. So here and there, just plugging away at it and uh, enjoying the game. Um, and uh, I did have uh, some people over uh, a week or two ago at the house, and we had like eight-player Smash going and everything. It's always always a good time for sure. Um and then uh, playing not on the Switch, but it is a game that is on Switch, uh, but playing on Xbox, Overcooked. Mm. Um, and I got it, I think, 
I don't know if it was a Xbox Live Gold game or something, but I ended up uh, getting it, and um, my wife's like, "Oh, let's try it out." And I was like, "You know what? I've heard about this game. Like this, this game like ruins friendships and marriages <laughs> and everything. Like, are you sure?" And she's like, "Yeah, let's try it out." Sure enough, we were like, "No, what are you doing?" Like yelling at each other. And it was it was intense, but uh, she actually just wanted to play some more. I was like, "I'm sorry, I just said I would do a podcast." She's like, "Okay, fine." So, um, but uh, yeah, it's actually it's really fun. It's it's definitely pretty cool. So I'm tempted to look into uh, uh, Overcooked Two and on Switch especially because that'll be that'll be nice and portable as well. So yeah, cool. Cool. Uh, Jakester said he's been uh, busy streaming Lego Lord of the Rings and uh, finally started NG Plus for, uh, for Xenoblade 2. And uh, looks like Jared uh, has been playing Smash, Pokemon Go, played all the Trover uh, saves in the universe, and finally got around to Edith Finch. And that's about it for him. So lots of uh lots of games going on the the chat room always plays more games than we do like we we have no time especially barry and uh and uh chat room is always playing games so we should we should just hand over the uh the the podcast to the chat room at some point because they play a lot more games than we do um (laughs) if i can add i did purchase like three games today so Nice. Were they uh, were the games that like were announced today and launched today, or did you just happen to like uh, get into them because of the sales or something like that? Um, pretty much one of each. <laughs> there was one that's been I've been wanting to get. That was the Castlevania collection, mm-hmm. and then one that was announced today, which was the Contra collection, and then one from the sale, which was Cuphead. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, let's uh, let's just talk about those sales real quick. Um, if you're not familiar, just check out. I think it's e3.nintendo.com. Um, they have a bunch of uh, games on sale right now, like up to fifty percent off this week. Um, I don't even want to start the list. There's just a ton of games on there, so just check those out. Um, and uh, Cuphead's actually one of the ones that I was looking at because I've been holding off because um, I was like, should I get it? Should I not get it? And then I saw it was on sale. I was like, mm, yeah, that might be the time that I'm gonna finally pull the trigger on that one. So, um, Jakester said he got Final Fantasy VII on sale. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. So let's let's just talk uh, general thoughts about E3 before we dive into the all the the details of what was announced and everything. Just kind of a, a general uh, thought about everything that's happened so far. So we we, we really just got started with official E3 uh, was the first day today, um, but. We have like all this stuff that's been leading up to it and kind of over the weekend, a bunch of companies always jump in except for Sony this year. They're totally absent. Uh, but, uh, but Microsoft had their stuff uh, over the weekend, Square Enix, um, Ubisoft, uh, Devolver Digital, all these other companies kind of did some early stuff. You, they usually do kind of leading into official E3 week. Um, so just a kind of general overview. Uh, what do you think uh, about E3 2019 so far? Greg, let's start with you. Well, I've only really paid attention to the Nintendo stuff, so like I didn't watch Ubisoft and I didn't watch um, Square Enix. I did do like some recaps of some of the announcements because obviously it was pertinent Nintendo titles and stuff discussed. So I did pick up on those, but in terms of actual conferences and shows and stuff, I didn't watch anything outside of the Nintendo Direct. Yeah. What do you think? What do you What do you think of it though so far? It's been really good. I thought it seemed like a good year outside of obviously Sony's not there, but um, yeah, it, 
I was really happy with the announcements, especially from like Square Enix, because I really like a lot of their games. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. Barry, uh, what do you think of E3 so far? Before today, it's been uh, hit or miss. It's definitely been been not near near the top or anything like that. Uh, Microsoft was was kind of slow. I was praying they were talking about bringing people together, and I was like, "Oh, come on, come on, come on, just do something with Nintendo." That's what I'm waiting for. And of course, nothing happened. Um, you know, Project Scarlet looks great um, so far. I mean, it's just just a bunch of people talking technical language, which doesn't mean anything if the games don't utilize it. So I'm interested to see if Microsoft can bounce back or what they're doing. Uh, the Lego car was probably the one of the best parts. I know mm-hmm. everyone goes crazy for Keanu Reeves. Uh, that was really cool. Um, but I like the Lego car better. I thought that was more impressive than getting an actor. Uh, a lot of Microsoft stuff. Like It's funny. If you look at their past years, they were like, you know console exclusive and like all this they were like highlighting we have exclusives this time it was just world premiere that that's it like they didn't even say the word exclusive i don't think once in the entire show uh which was kind of interesting and of course uh tales of arise was was shown off that that looks awesome i uh, can't wait for that i hope that comes to switch uh outside of that bethesda was boredom i mean bethesda was just Bethesda to me had plants. It had to have plants in the audience. There were people screaming and going crazy for every release. Like Fallout 76, it's no no surprise that that had a terrible launch. Like everyone knows it. It had a garbage launch. And it's like, you know, they came out and they apologized for it, which was really cool. I'm glad they did it. They owned it. But they're like, oh yeah, so we're gonna talk about Fallout 76. Yeah, like people are going crazy. I'm like, really? This is a game that's been booed by everybody. Like you people are screaming as if your jobs depend on it, and I really do think it was employees in there. Um, I, I think it was planted. Uh, it's nice to see Switch get some support from them, though. Bethesda has been good with support, but most of their games don't really appeal to me, so it was uh, it was slow. Uh, I didn't do anything with EA. EA had their whole big EA Play thing. I actually just watched the Star Wars thing, which looks pretty good. Uh, but the Devolver is always a fun time. Uh, I'm sad that they're only putting, at least what they showed, only two DLCs are on Switch. Uh, that first game they showed off would be great on Switch. Hopefully it comes. But the fact that they're making an actual light gun arcade cabinet that you could <laughs> buy is amazing. And I really wish more companies would do that again. <clears throat> uh, who else? Ubisoft. Ubisoft had another slower showing. They had the Punisher, which was cool, with his dog for no reason. I mean, he, he had a reason to be there, but I don't know why the dog was there. Um, they talked more about movies and had a concert than really showing off games. Uh, and that Gods and Monsters at the end was probably the best thing they showed off. Uh, and the whole time I'm screaming, like, come on, Kid Icarus. Like, here's your Nintendo collab this year. And while they didn't come out and say it it really wouldn't surprise me if gods and monsters turns out to have kid icarus content for the switch because it is coming to the switch so that wouldn't surprise me at all and i kind of hope it does because it has to deal with greek mythology uh and the fact that just dance 2020 is coming out not only for the switch but for the wii and no longer wii u so the wii has actually survived past the wii u which i think is the one of the first times 
if not the first time in history that a console predecessor lived on past its successor. Uh, and then Square. Square's conference was overall good. A lot of games I'm interested in. A lot of focus on Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I know so many people are obsessed with. Uh, I think the Avengers game looks subpar. Uh, I know that there's been the characters way before the movies, but it looks like they were trying to emulate the movies, but they got the stunt doubles instead. Like, it just does not look that well. And Hawkeye is missing. Like, why is Hawkeye not there? Like, like if you're going to go with the movie cast, or at least the it's movie roster, where where is Hawkeye? Um, but, yeah, they showed off some good stuff. Uh, some confusing things too, like that, that Kingdom Hearts three uh, trailer was kind of confusing. I haven't finished Kingdom Hearts three, uh, but yeah, overall they were okay. Um, one one big thing or one big takeaway from this E three is no one's showing gameplay except Nintendo. Like, oh, and the Square showed it with Final Fantasy seven, but like outside of that, like everything's been CGI trailers. Like no one's showing gameplay at all. No no real demos. We had a little bit of a Doom 2016 demo on a phone showing the streaming, but but that was about it. Yeah. Austin, what do you think of of E3 so far this year? Um. Yeah. You know, it was it was an okay E3 overall. I think it's one of those um, sort of in between years because next year you have PS5, Project Scarlet. So like. I think there's going to be a lot of new announcements that are going to be safe for the next gen stuff. And so this year was kind of, I felt like there was a lot more of let's, let's see more of things that were already announced rather than major mind blowing new announcements. Cause I think some of that's being saved for next gen. Um, And so I think that was kind of the general feeling. I do agree with Barry where there was very few gameplay demos. So it would have been nice to see uh, more of some of that. Um, but I watched a couple of the conferences. I saw the Microsoft conference at a Microsoft store at the mm-hmm. mall. Cause they were doing like a little fan E3 fan event or something, which was, there was like six people there, including myself and my wife. So they did some giveaways. So, uh, the first give round of giveaways, my name was picked first and I got to get a, um, they were like kind of lame prizes at first. And so I got a, uh, what did I even get? Oh, a hat, a mixer, uh, hat. I was like, all right, whatever. Um, and then they did a second round of giveaway for some better prizes, and there was a, an Xbox controller pillow and a, uh, um, a headset uh, by HyperX, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So my name was picked. They, they did another round of the same people again, so my name was picked again the first time. It's like, all right, just my luck. So I got the headset. Nice. And then my wife's name was the second one picked, and she got the, <laughs> the Xbox controller pillow, but she actually ended up giving it to, there's this other guy there that the whole time he was like, I have to win the pillow, I have to win the pillow, if anybody gets it, I'll trade you, whatever, so she just gave it to him, ultimately, because like, we don't, we don't need it, but yeah. Um, but yeah, we were just winning, winning everything there, so, <laughs> nice. um, but uh, yeah, I mean, overall, it's it's been um, a, a decent E3, so it w- would be nice to get more like big game announcements but i'm sure that's that's going to be coming like next year and that sort of thing as they have to promote their their new systems and maybe next year nintendo has to promote the switch pro or whatever so i think i think some of the big stuff is is, is going to be safe for next year but decent e3 overall mm-hmm. this year yeah 
Yeah, I'd agree with you guys so far. Um, yeah, it's it's not been that kind of like, oh my gosh, there's like amazing stuff around every corner uh, this year, but it's been pretty solid. It's It seems like, you know, th- this at this time in a lot of the, the console cycles, um, this is kind of what we tend to see uh, sort of thing, just kind of building, but nothing amazing that just like knocks your socks off. Um, it would be cool to see some cooler stuff. Um, I liked the uh, the new Elite controller, uh, the Xbox controller looks amazing. Um, and I've... Uh, I, I I wasn't that much tempted to get the last one because it's so expensive. But this new one, I'm like, mm, if I if I end up uh, with some extra cash, I might end up getting one of those. Um, and if they released it in white. I'd be so much more tempted. I, I got the white one, the elite one that came out recently. Yeah. It's so slick. So if this one was in white, like that might push me over to upgrade. But right now, I'm, I'm holding out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, the Forza DLC looks great. Uh, Lego Star Wars, uh, some of their stuff. Um, yeah, so for, from what I've heard, I haven't seen all of the, the conferences, but I've watched a lot of them. And uh, so far, it seems like Square is, at least until Nintendo, um, Square was the one that kind of brought the, the best uh, show uh, so far. But, I, but it has been a little surprising, like you guys have said, that um, not as much gameplay has been shown, and it's a lot of CGI cutscenes and stuff like that. Um, some cool games, but it'd be great to to actually see them running um, and, and see some, you know, what it's actually going to be like to play a lot of these games. Um, so let's, uh, let's, let's start with uh, this past weekend because uh, Nintendo, before their, their E3 uh, stuff, they had some tournaments this past Saturday and they had uh, three tournaments, actually. They had announced two in the very beginning, but, uh, but then um, after uh, Super Mario Maker 2 uh, announcements and the direct and everything, they actually said, hey, we're going we're gonna to have a, a, a Mario Maker 2 uh, invitational tournament as well. So they had four uh, kind of influencers and uh, speedrunners uh, come in and, and play. And uh, in the end, uh, Abdallah Smash 026, 026 uh, won over the completionists. And it was kind of a, just a, they play um, fastest time, then they get to choose who they want to go against in the second round. And those two winners kind of went head to head at the end in uh, several different contests. And, uh, and he won out. And they did also uh, let us know that those courses, um, similar to Mario Maker 1, those courses will be available in uh, Mario Maker 2 at some point. So you could be able to kind of test your your uh, speeds um, against uh, them at, at some point when they do announce or when they do release those those courses um, that were at the Invitational Tournament. And then um, I'm just going to go ahead and run through the other two tournaments uh, and then kind of discuss them just a little bit before we jump into uh, all the announcements from today. Um, they had a Splatoon 2 tournament. Uh, the winners were the GG Boys. I believe this is the second year in a row that they won. Um I think, and uh, and they won. Uh, they're from Japan. They won over um, FT Win for the win um, from the U.S. and uh, they swept them uh, 4-0 in the best of a seven uh, games. And um, they also announced that the final Splatfest will begin on July 18th, and it's called Splatacopolis. And uh, the two things that you need to choose from in the Splatfest is going to be chaos versus order. So do you prefer a world of chaos or do you prefer a world of order? And uh, I'm sure it's going to probably going to tie into the story and everything, just like the uh, the last uh, Splatfest from, from Splatoon 1 did. Um, and then they had a, a Smash Brothers uh, 3v3 uh, tournament. And Team Japan won over Team Europe in a 3-1 to one, uh, best of five series in the finals. 
And uh, Sakurai also made announcements uh, via video that they're going to announce the next DLC fighter at the E3 Direct. Um, we do know what that is now because that's already passed. But at the time, uh, we were like, cool, that, that'd be awesome. Um, no big announcements then, but we knew that we'd you know, have one uh, a couple days later at the, at the Direct. So, um, Greg, did you get a chance to, to watch any of the tournaments or anything? And, or uh, does any of that uh, kind of stand out to you guys uh, or to, to you, Greg, um, about what was announced? Well, um, Mario Maker <laughs> did uh, actually watch the final round of that as it came on, like after like the treehouse was over today for some reason. So I was like, "Oh, hey, uh, maybe I can so watch see how the finale turned out." And then that was really cool. So probably go back and watch the first two segments just to see kind of how it more played down. But yeah, as you said, they were mostly influencers and none of the major. Mario Maker 2 players that really were involved with it. So, yeah, that, pretty good job to uh, Abdallah. He's a Chicago uh, representative. So, nice. Nice. Uh, Barry, what'd you think of the uh, all the tournaments? Uh, I caught the Mario Maker 2 one and I loved those stages. Like, I was, I didn't think I would be that engrossed in it, but I was. Uh, then Splatoon 2 came on and I left the room. I was like, I, I got other stuff to do. And I, I didn't even have it on the background. Like I was just like, no, I'm just doing other things. Uh, I came back just in time for when they were presenting the trophy. So I got to see the whole Splatfest uh, thing. And then I stayed around for the Smash Ultimate. Uh, and again, I didn't expect to get that engrossed into it. Uh, and it was it was just really entertaining. Like those those are some really amazing matches, uh, especially Japan at the end, just just coming back as Europe seemed to be dominating like the whole time. And of course, I was rooting for USA, and and we got knocked out. But uh, yeah, they were they were a lot of fun. Uh, I thought you know Bowser did a good job as his first real public appearance. Although you could tell he was totally reading from a teleprompter. Uh, down below a little bit too much, but uh, it's his first appearance. And uh, Sakurai with that tease, I was so hoping for a character reveal. Uh, but no, I thought they were good. I'm glad they did it. One thing I did notice is that the uh, the audience was not full. I would expect there to be more people there, and there were plenty of empty seats. And that kind of shocked me. Like, why are there empty seats here? This doesn't look good. <laughs> you know, move people down, whatever you have to do. But uh, no, they they were entertaining for sure. At least the two I watched, and I'm assuming the Splatoon was entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Hudson, uh, did you get a chance to watch them? Uh, I watched some of it. So I, I watched the Mario Maker one, uh, which was great. I was I was very happy when they announced the Invitational because in, when they did the Mario Maker thing in the past, where they did the courses, it's always fun because you don't know what what they're gonna come up with with those. So it makes for an interesting uh, 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 little mini tournament. Um, so that was fun. Um, and then I started watching the Splatoon one, but, uh, totally random, but I was interrupted by a, uh, a lizard in our house. Um, so there was one that we saw a couple days ago and then it, it, we it got lost. And so I was, I was watching TV and there it goes walking across the floor. I'm like, Oh, there we go. So then operation catch this lizard. And so, you know, getting all the stuff together, ran into the TV and trying to get it out and ultimately ended up getting it out. So, so success there. Um, I, I had outside. no idea that lizards would uh, make their way up to Virginia. Uh, yeah, I mean it was it was you know like a small one, like nothing nothing too too crazy. But yeah, I mean it was so uh, that was, that kind of took away from my uh, 
some of the viewership, but I got back in time for like the finals of the Splatoon one and, 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 uh, watched the Splatocalypse announcement, which was uh, really cool. I'm excited about that. Um, and, uh, yeah. So then uh, the Smash Brothers one, I had to go somewhere, um, uh, for dinner that evening, but then I, I um, I came back and, and watched like the Sakurai video thing later. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I always enjoy when Nintendo does these tournaments. It's it's a fun way to kind of showcase their games and makes it makes it exciting. So definitely pretty cool. Cool, cool. Uh, Jared says uh, I think the Lizard is a, a Jex remake confirmed. Come um, <laughs> there. So uh, Jexers are apparently not familiar with Jex. Jexer, you, you should look up Jex. Uh, I thought it was Gex. Gex. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. I just know what the game is though. Um, <laughs> But uh, the E after G, English is hard. Uh, so uh, let's, uh, yeah, I, before I, I, I caught, like, I think all of the uh, the Mario Maker stuff, um, that was cool. Um, and then wasn't a big surprise that those courses would be available. And then uh, I actually left. Um, I had some other stuff that, going on during the Splatoon 2 tournament, so I didn't, I didn't see any of that. I came back for the very, very end of the uh, Smash Brothers tournament. And uh, yeah, they, do, they did say they announced um, also uh, a tournament that's going to be um, an online tournament for, for Smash, I think, coming up too. So you can check that out um, and uh, participate that if you, if you want to. I think it's, uh, I can't remember what site you sign up for, but it's, you kind of sign up for uh, on there and they'll put you in, you know, break you out in different uh, brackets and all that stuff and kind of tell you when to play and, and all that sort of thing. So yeah, cool. That's going on. All right. Tournaments behind us. We're moving on into to E3. Uh, Nintendo Direct happened today. Uh, the podcast crew, uh, Greg and Barry and I, uh, did our live reactions. So if you haven't checked those out, um, you can do that after you listen here or watch here. Um, kind of see what we're thinking in the moment. Uh, but uh, let's let's just go through all that they announced today. And it's so, so much. So we're going to do our best to, to keep it moving uh, as fast as possible. This podcast might end up long, a lot longer uh, than a typical one. We'll try to not uh, go like for five hours. Uh, but uh, but let's, uh, let's start talking about uh, the Nintendo Direct from E3. Um, and again, if you, if you want to throw your thoughts about any of the stuff we're talking about in the live chat. If you're watching live, uh, go for it. We'd love to hear what you guys think about all this stuff too. So started off with that smash brothers reveal, uh, that smash brothers DLC reveal. Uh, we actually, uh, got the very first or the number two, I guess, DLC character, um, was announced right after Joker. And it is none other than the hero from dragon's quest. And uh, so it kind of showed off that and uh, it actually has a ton of different uh, unique skin vari- variations from the different heroes from different Dragon Quest games. Um, at least it seems like that's going to be the, the idea is going to be skins from different uh, ones. I don't think they're going to be Echo Fighters, um, but uh, might be, um, but we'll see. I think it's supposed to be, just be like skins like the uh, like the Bowser, um, uh, Bowser Jr. and switches into the, the different uh Couplings as well, um, and then we also let's just go ahead and talk about Dragon Quest uh, because we followed it up with uh, Dragon Quest Eleven uh, S Echoes of an, an Elusive Age Definitive Edition, which is some gigantic title of a game, but uh, that was shown off. We knew this game was coming already. It's going to be an HD uh, retro, uh, like you have the HD stuff, but you also have the the sixteen bit visuals in this game as well, coming out July, uh, September twenty seventh. 
Um, oh, and the, the hero DLC character for Smash is coming out this summer. It wasn't uh, an exact date, but just says the summer. And uh, we're also getting Dragon Quest Builders 2 on July 12th. So uh, let's let's go to you, uh, Barry. What do you what do you think of the Dragon Quest uh, kind of segment to start off uh, the Nintendo Direct? This is one of those that's so funny because I, in America, this is such a niche title. And in Japan, this title is like the biggest you know, the way that, like, Americans will get excited over Call of Duty every year. Like, to Japan, this is there much bigger than Call of Duty. It is, like, a, almost a religion. And it's one of those things that part of me didn't think it was going to happen in Smash because it's another sword fighter. But I'm really happy they did it and the way they did it because Dragon Quest has such... Uh, really a rich history on Nintendo platforms outside of seven and eight. Um, originally they all appeared on Nintendo platforms for the first time and seven and eight later came back. And I mean, if you think about it, even in Nintendo power back in the day for all those older people like you know myself, uh, they wanted to get Americans into RPGs. So they gave everybody dragon quest known as dragon warrior at the time, uh, over here, they gave us all copies. Like they pushed that game. They they self published, I believe, the first one too. Um, so there's a, a rich history. So I'm so happy they're doing it. I'm so happy they're doing the skin thing that they did with Bowser Jr. I think it's brilliant. I think it's an easy way to include a bunch of characters without any development time, pretty much. Um, I'm glad the Final Smash also inc- incorporates more characters. I think that's just some fan service. And, uh, yeah, I'm super happy. I'm super stoked about it. Uh, I'm interested to see how he plays because he, he has some unique things, it looks like, some turn-based menus. Uh, as for Dragon Quest Eleven, I've been sold on it. I have the PS4 version. I didn't play it because I was waiting for a Switch version, and I'm so happy to see the Switch version. I'm glad I waited. I do not think it should have been where it was in the direct though i think that it could have just been in that sizzle reel at the end and it would have been fine because if it wasn't the last direct it was the one before that they did a whole huge thing on dragon quest 11 i I think they could have put something else in that slot um as for dragon quest builders 2 i'm glad they again just went through that super quickly that i believe was in the sizzle reel because we did see that and pretty extensively if you watch the square enix uh Mm -hmm. demonstration they went through dragon quest builders 2 quite a bit and i think I think one of the last Nintendo Directs, they went through it quite a bit, too. Uh, so but that looks fantastic. I didn't get to play the first one. I heard nothing but good things. Uh, but yeah, like Dragon Quest Eleven is a definite, I'm going to get and play. Dragon Quest Builders 2, I'm going to get and hopefully find the time for. Uh, but yeah, I'm super stoked. I'm an RPG fan for life and have been for such a long time. So I am looking forward to the Dragon Quest content. Cool. Looks like Jakester's with you. He says that he's hyped for anything Dragon Quest. And so, uh, and, and Jared thinks that, that it might end up going eventually the same way as Fire Emblem, um, kind of getting more and more um, excitement in the West and maybe uh, more and more people will be get, you know, no Dragon Quest and it may be become like uh, Fire Emblem has over time. Uh, Hudson, what do you think about all this Dragon Quest announcements right at the very beginning? Um. So it, I guess, I don't know. So this was one of the character announcements that didn't really surprise me just because for the past couple of months, this was something that was like heavily rumored because of data mining and all that. 
Um, and so it seemed like it was going to happen. Um, but I have no personal attachment to the Dragon Quest series at all. So it's not something that I'm like necessarily excited about. But I definitely understand uh, the impact that this franchise has and as Barry said, especially in Japan. So I think it is a no-brainer and I think it, 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 I'm actually happy that they do have a Dragon Quest character for that reason because I think it is a series that does deserve to be represented in Smash Brothers. Um, so, um, yeah, I think it's a good choice, but it's nothing that I'm personally interested in. So, um, so the game announcements for the Dragon Quest series also didn't really, um, or not necessarily announcements, but the more details of those didn't really uh, interest me specifically. But, yeah. yeah. What I want to um, know is, do you think Square is going to actually give Nintendo more than two songs for Dragon Quest to use? Because that's all we've gotten for Final Fantasy. And that, that series is so rich in history. And in fact, they made every song of the soundtracks for free right now for all the Final Fantasies. Every one you could play and listen to all the songs for free. So can we get some of those in Smash 2 while you're at it? Like, just boost that roster up of music. <laughs> that would be great. Just when the Dragon Quest character comes, just throw in all these other Final Fantasy songs, like, alongside it or something in an update or, you know. Yeah, that'd be great. For sure. Yeah, Hudson, I'm, I'm pretty much with you uh, as well. I think this is really cool for a lot of people. Um, I've just never been a, a huge fan. I think with a lot of people in, in, in the United States, though, in the, in the West, um, there's a lot of us in that camp that we've just never been a huge fan of Dragon Quest. But but from seeing from afar, um, it's just it's such a, an amazing franchise. Um, I just never have gotten into it myself, um, but I can see, yeah, the the importance of, of the of the hero character coming as DLC for for uh, for Smash as well, and um, and I I won't probably um, be getting especially builders. Um, I, I'll look into I'm going to look into Eleven um, for sure, but uh, builders probably it's not really my my style of game, um, so I probably won't be getting that. But I'm I'm going to continue to look into uh, to Eleven for sure. Um, Greg, I know you're a big Dragon Quest fan. Uh, were you pretty excited about this? Oh, definitely. I totally didn't see it coming. I didn't see how they could really make Dragon Quest fit into Smash, but obviously the way they did it was very genius and very respective of the series and everything that Barry's already talked about. So definitely very happy to see that representation there, and obviously any boost for the series is good for that. I mean, I've been a follower since the very first game. I've had the four on NES, and then didn't really play any of them until nine until like five and six made it over here and then seven and eight after that so um excellent series definitely can't wait for 11 it's gonna be pre-ordered as soon as it's possible cool cool uh, then they moved on to Luigi's Mansion 3. Um, so we, we knew this game was coming. Um, it's set to launch sometime in, in 2019. Um, basically, it seems like uh, Luigi's on a dream vacation with uh, with his friends, uh, Mario and, and others. And um, this, this dream vacation becomes a nightmare. Professor Egad's in this and involved in this again. It seems like he's in this hotel uh, sort of mansion. Um, and he's got uh, this upgraded Poltergust G dash zero zero um and uh a lot of similar kind of uh functionality with with that uh the poltergeist this time but it also has the uh the ability to shoot out the um uh plunger <laughs> and uh, kind of do some additional moves with that and you also have a, a doppelganger uh of of luigi called gooigi and um the scarescraper mode uh is back to play online and locally with up to eight players um 
on four different uh, Nintendo Switch systems, uh, so two per system, I guess. And uh, like I said, it's coming out in 2019. Uh, Hudson, what did you think of Luigi's Mansion 3? Are you excited about it? Uh, it looks it looks pretty cool. I think um, I'll probably end up uh, getting it. Now my wife especially is a, a fan of the games, and so um, just having the, the co-op with, with Gooigi and stuff will, will be pretty cool to, to try out. Uh, I'm not sure yet if I, I guess I have to kind of find out more about the online modes and or not the online necessarily, but just the multiplayer stuff to know if it would be worth each of us buying our own copy of the game to do some multiplayer things, if there's more benefits to that or not. Um, but uh, but regardless, I'll definitely at least get one copy and, and enjoy it. I, I like some of the new abilities that they showed too. Definitely, uh, definitely pretty fun. So seems like it'll be a, a fun new game. Cool. Jakester's uh, confused. He's, he's like, with the Ghostbusters remastered for Switch, which one do I go? And yeah, like like uh, Barry said in the chat, go both, go both, Ghostbusters and uh, Luigi's Mansion. It's 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 a win win. Uh, <laughs> Greg, what do you uh, what do you think about Luigi's Mansion? I'm still pretty on the fence about it, but I'm still pretty happy to see it coming because I did like the first one in Dark Moon on the 3DS. So, like, I'm not like super attached to the series, but I'm probably still end up getting it anyways because I really enjoyed. I pretty much enjoyed the first two pretty good. So, yeah, I can't wait for that one as well for the most part. Cool, Barry. Uh, you pretty excited about Luigi's Mansion? Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it more so now. Uh, like Hassan said, I, I like the new abilities. I like the atmosphere. I was watching them on the treehouse. They showed off some of the stuff and some of the little puzzles and how there's some ghosts where you actually don't have to actually capture them. You just have to help them. And like, I like that each floor of the hotel is like a completely different themed area. And, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in seeing how, they incorporate all that. I mean, it's a, it's a no brainer for me. I look forward to it. Cool. Yeah. I love how they, uh, they, I think one of the, the critiques they had about the, the last one was that they just didn't have too much uh, personality in a lot of the, the ghosts. And so this time they kind of went all out, um, for that. So it looks really cool. I was a huge fan of the original one. Um, and I really like the, the arcade <laughs> version. I played a lot of David Busters. You actually like get to poltergust and you can like, um, suck up the ghost and everything. It's really fun. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty excited about, uh, Luigi's Mansion three for sure. I'm uh, kind of surprised there was no release date. Like, it was just 2019, yeah. so I was a little surprised about that. Um, then again, we didn't really get any release dates beyond, like, September, aside from Pokemon, which is done by the Pokemon company kind of separately, and Animal Crossing only because they had to announce the delay and stuff. So I was kind of a little... So I don't know if it's going to be an October thing or if they're going to push it back to later in the holiday to, to fill some gaps, or I, I don't know. Yeah. I definitely agree. I thought that was... Not particular too. I mean, I would thought they would have had the date for it as well, but yeah, I wonder if they just need to then they polish it just a little bit more, and they're not really sure if they can you know confirm an exact date. We we kind of speculated on on our live reactions that it's probably going to be October ish. Kind of seems like a good you know Halloween kind of theme uh, game, but um, but yeah, it seems like anything past September we didn't really get any exact dates. We had a lot of summer uh, dates. We got a lot of September uh, games that's coming in September, but past that we just got year um or just later in 2019 or 2020 um i think there's only one game that we actually got an exact date in 2020 um the rest of them just sometime next year 
which makes it even odder. I mean, I understand why they added the, the, the Animal Crossing date, but that still is kind of weird. Out. Like, we know this one's 2020 in March, but you couldn't, you don't know when Luigi's Mansion is in 2019. It's like, <laughs> what's it's, going on? Yeah, it's always a little weird. Well, another game that comes out in sometime 2019 is uh, The Dark Crystal Age of Renaissance, uh, Resistance, or sorry, Renaissance, uh, Age of Resistance Tactics. Um, and this is uh, this is kind of in connection with uh, the Netflix series. Um, and um, yeah, I, I, I actually had no idea this was going to be coming out. I, I had forgotten that uh, Netflix was actually doing a Dark Crystal series um, until like the little Netflix um, like logo came down at the bottom. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about uh, but that series. And I really didn't expect a, a game, but it, it makes sense to kind of tie in. Um, you're going to encounter and never be never-before-seen uh, characters and stories and environments in the game. Uh, seems to be a tactical strategy game. So it's right up uh, Greg's uh, alley right there. Um, and so, yeah, um, I don't know. What do you, what do you think, Greg? Like, what, what's your thoughts on uh, Dark Crystal game? I mean, it did look pretty good, but as I was saying in my reaction, it kind of reminded me a lot more of the codename Steam, which I didn't really enjoy as much because I did have that on 3DS, but... Um, I don't know. I'll still need more trailers, and maybe I'll even watch the series to see if it's something I really want to dive into. Right, right. Barry, uh, what do you what do you think about Dark Crystal? Uh, I loved it as a kid. Um, it all depends on if it's physical or digital. Um, if it's digital, I probably won't touch this. If it's physical, I might give it a shot because I do like turn-based strategy games when I have the time. I do think it's funny that we're getting two Netflix games on the switch but we don't have netflix itself because sure that makes Reasons, sense yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah hassan uh what are your thoughts about this one um i had no idea what the dark crystal or anything was my wife oh, was trying to explain wow. it to me while while that was airing so at first i was like i'm so confused what is wow. this but then, but then she explained it to me and then i was like oh okay so it's this you know so, homework assignments and then i got it yeah, um, worry, i'm in the same boat as that so <laughs> Um, cause at first it said Netflix was like, are they announcing like a Netflix show for like a Nintendo property? What's happening? And then uh, it turned into that and I was like, what is going on? Um, but, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I think I'm probably gonna, gonna pass on this one. Yeah, yeah I probably will too. The, the original, the original movie is so weird. I've only, I've never, I've never seen the whole thing all the way through. I've seen a lot of pieces of it. Um, but I've never actually sat down and watched the entire thing, oh, but there's so, so many, those Jim Henson shows are so weird. Um, anyhow. So, uh, but yeah, it was, it was actually on, uh, not too long ago. I was in like this old school, like candy store and, uh, they had it going on cause it kind of totally fit the theme of that store. And it was, uh, yeah, it's, it's a weird one, but, um, yeah, I'm probably going to skip over this one as well. Uh, well, let's see. We, they moved on to uh, legend of Zelda links awakening next, um, to much to, uh, Barry's demise uh and like he was hoping you know we know about that game already let's skip over it but nope we spent a lot of time on Link's Awakening uh coming out September 20th uh so we don't have to wait too much longer um but it's uh they, they need to add some new stuff um into the game and including a new Link Amiibo so we didn't think Amiibo were coming at all we we're like ah those done there no more Amiibo actually there's going to be a new Link Amiibo that I think looks really cool it looks like you pretty much just plucked them right out of the game and just uh able to put them right on your desk so that's pretty cool um they actually have this this uh chambers it's like uh dungeon rooms and you can actually like 
uh, basically, uh, it's kind of like uh, Zelda's Dungeon Maker, um, essentially. And you can kind of create your own dungeon. And uh, it kind of seems like they're they're testing out some stuff there. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I was glad that, to see some new stuff from it. Um, if they were going to show it off, I wanted to see some new stuff, and they did some new stuff, and that was it was pretty cool. Um, Barry, uh, were you were you okay with them with their, with them showing it off? Yeah, I was okay. I I think that if they didn't show it off and just save this for the treehouse, it would have been fine. Um, but they did show it off. Uh, I saw a lot of people say that they weren't sure before, but now they're sold on it, which I'm really happy to see. The new content, the Dungeon Maker, looks incredible. Uh, they said in the treehouse you can share it with friends too, and you can challenge them uh, to beat it with a certain amount of time. The... Uh, the, they also revealed that the color dungeon is back. Mm. So the color dungeon from the DX game is in fact there. So there will be at least the nine dungeons. I don't know if they're adding any more, but the, the build your own dungeon area is where the Photoshop was in the DX version. So the whole camera uh, part is taken away. Of course, I doubt this would connect with the game boy camera anyway, <laughs> um, or the game boy printer, I should say. But the, uh, could share it on what, social media, though. That could share nice. it on. Well, yeah, you could have a screenshot button at this point. Good point. Um, <laughs> what's interesting, though, about this is the Amiibo looks great. Uh, that's already up for pre-order at Best Buy. I have it pre-ordered. Um, I like what it does, where that Amiibo does a, like a, a shadow link that chases you, and all the other Zelda Amiibos do something else. That is awesome. Um, the game itself is also up for pre-order, and they revealed for America we get the Dreamers Edition, uh, which contains an art book. Uh, and in typical NOA fashion, they once again absolutely hate our guts <laughs> uh, because Nintendo of Europe is like, yeah, well, we're doing a limited edition where we get a bigger art book with a nicer cover and a steel book. And I don't know if you guys have seen the steel book, but this is the best steel book ever put out. It's a Game Boy with Link's Awakening in it on the screen and everything, like as a steel book. That is incredible. So Nintendo of Europe is like, give us your money too. And I'm like, I have no choice because Nintendo of America hates us because they can't just say, you know what? Print an extra couple thousand of them anyway and just give it to the people of America. Nope. Nope. We even get a crappier art book. I mean, come on. If you're going to make one art book, it costs more to make two than it does to make one. But nope. Nope. NOA is like, screw you people. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I have to get two versions of this game thanks to NOA. Hassan, uh, what do you think about uh, about this one? Um, I am very excited uh, for this. I, I do have the Amiibo pre-ordered along with all the new uh, Smash Amiibo that went up from pre-order. Um and yeah, it's one of those things that like I haven't played this game before. I, I, I'm not as big on the 2D Zeldas compared to the 3D Zeldas, but the art style just looks beautiful and it has completely won me over. So I am I am very excited about this game. Um, it looks amazing and I can't wait to play it in September. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Greg, uh, I, I'm assuming you're going to get this one. <laughs> <laughs> This was actually my highest point of the entire direct. Like I was, like, I you can probably quote me on the original announcement of the game. I'm like, oh sure, that's just like okay, maybe it'll be pretty good to get. And then now I'm like super sold on it just because of that dungeon builder thing. Because it's like a Mario Maker like thing, but for Zelda, and that would be phenomenal to play out and create dungeons and everything and 
have other people try to play them and try to get their best times and everything. So that's going to be a whole lot of fun. And I'm definitely excited for this. And as with the other two, I've already pre-ordered that Amiibo as well. So, Yes. Steve, did you watch any of the treehouse on this, by the way? A little bit. I was I was working on our live reaction, so it was like the treehouse was always on on another screen, but I wasn't able to pay attention to it as much. They I confirmed your biggest fear is gone. The sword and shield are always equipped. The the Pegasus boots, the power bracelet will always be equipped, and you do get still two items to swap between. Nice. This this may compete uh, for my my so my favorite like top down was uh, Link Between Worlds because that was such a great game and uh, this this might compete with it. I, uh, Link's Awakening might become one of my favorite Zelda games uh, just because of this remake, which would make very happy. Even though the original one not it's it's low on the list, but the remake may very well sur- way surpass it for sure. Uh, let's move on to a little bit of uh, a little bit more RPG kind of stuff because uh, we found out that Trials of Mana and the Collection of Mana are both coming. Uh, the Trials of Mana is a full HD remake of the third entry in the Mana series um, that was uh, released in Japan as uh, something I can't pronounce. Any, any of you guys? <laughs> No? Second, it's, it's in three. Oh, okay, that. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> and uh, that's scheduled for early 2020. And uh, then we also get the collection of Mana, which uh, is the first three titles in the Mana series, um, all in one package. And uh, it comes, I believe, is that, that eShop only so far? Nope. Nope, nope, it is. It, it, August, is it is getting a physical. It's on the Square Enix store, Best Buy, and Amazon for pre-order right this moment. Thank God it's getting physical. Nice, but it's available on digital today. Digital today, digital August today. for the physical. All right, cool. So, uh, so yeah, lots of lots of mana trials, mana collection of mana. Uh, Hassan, are uh, are you excited about all the mana? Nope. <laughs> Short and simple. I, it's what? an RPG. I, I'm, not, I'm not into RPGs. Hassan, do you like Zelda? No. some zelda games it's zelda like the mana series is a spin-off of final fantasy it is zelda but i don't like final fantasy no but it doesn't matter it's not is it it, is it like 2d zeldas or 3d yes it's 2d zeldas action most 2d zeldas i don't like that's so that's that's where like link's awakening the art style that won me over but like i'm not as big on well the remake of trials of mana is actually like a more 3d style zelda but my God, like, oh, you, you owe it to yourself. <laughs> you owe it to yourself to try these out. They're so good. Oh, oh, oh assignment my, number my two. Long list. <laughs> uh, we already know Barry uh, hates these this whole series, so we can move on. <laughs> Barry, uh, yeah, like, so I, I, I know you're really excited now that there's uh, this uh, retail, retail release of this. Um, so, like, is this, will this be something that, like, you're just excited to have, or do you, will you be really excited to, like, play through all these games again? I will probably play through all these again. Like, the Mana series is so good, and... I think the only one I didn't really play through completely was Heroes of Mana, and I didn't I didn't do the remake of Secret of Mana because I heard some negative things and I just didn't have the time unfortunately. But yeah, uh, Final Fantasy Adventure, uh, or later on it was Sword of Mana, uh, both great games. Secret of Mana is a classic, is absolutely classic that needs to be played. And now what they're calling Trials of Mana, I actually played through already 
back in the early days of emulation where there was an English patch and I was able to actually play it when we all thought it was going to be called Secret of Mana 2 coming over here. It is a really cool game because you get the six different protagonists and you only get three of them per playthrough. So you get to pick which ones you want. So every playthrough can be a different combination. Um, I don't know if they're changing that in the remake and you can add all six or not, but they're awesome. If you like Zelda, if you enjoy Zelda, if you enjoy light RPG elements like leveling up, um, it is great. Uh, like Secret of Mana, like each weapon that you have actually levels up. So like you could use the sword the whole game and it gets you get new abilities as you level up with it. Or you could switch to a spear or you could switch to a daggers. There's a ton of different weapons. Uh, there's also different summons. Uh, and each of the summons can level up and you can... It's like everything uses rotating wheels and it's just such a good game. And it's three players. So if you have friends, you could all play at the same time. So picture a multiplayer Zelda without multiplayer Zelda fun- like puzzles. Like not Four Swords, not Triforce Heroes, but more like playing A Link to the Past with two other friends and all going through the adventure. Like it is so good and so underrated and it, it needs to be played. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I remember the, uh, I think my, one of my interesting min- memories of a Mana series was actually with Final Fantasy Adventure. And uh, I remember getting it uh, on Game, Game Boy. Yep. And, um, and I, I traded uh, a Game Boy cartridge, I remember, on the bus when I was young. And uh, so someone gave me a game. I can't remember what, I tr- what game I traded off, but I got this game and... It had. I might have even traded a game off. It might have been something else, you know, like little kids on on the on the school bus. And I I got this Game Boy game, and I really didn't know what it was. And someone told me it was Final Fantasy. I was like, all right, cool, and everything. So I played this game. I had no idea that it was actually more. It was a Mana series like game until I just thought I had been playing Final Fantasy for the long time. And then I like years later, I got into the Final Fantasy series and played a couple of those games. And that's it's entire like it's similar, but it's it's a different type of game. And I was like, I don't know if I like I, I like the old Final Fantasy because <laughs> I was playing technically playing a Mana series game, and I, I didn't really realize it at the time because the whole the naming convention and everything. Um, well, that's because the first one originally was called Final Fantasy Gaiden um, as the and second to it's in whatever it's, it's the subtitle and when they brought it to America they figured they wouldn't use the Japanese title or even Mana wasn't even part of the title so they called it Final Fantasy Adventure because they thought that would sell better because Americans knew what Final Fantasy was much like the three Game Boy Saga games for the, that are part of the Square Enix Saga series came over here as Final Fantasy Legend uh, because again they're not really part of the Final Fantasy series they were like this will help sell it mm. so you're not wrong in, right. it, in fact, you even said you enjoyed it, uh, which is cool because it is. It's like Zelda. It's an adventure game. And it is a Final Fantasy spinoff because there are some elements, much like Chrono Trigger is kind of like a Final Fantasy spinoff uh, in a sense. But yeah, that's the reason for the naming convention. And Mana didn't come out until the <laughs> second game. And then they started retroactively, like like the third game now is Trials of Mana. They remade the first game, Final Fantasy Adventure, on the GBA as Sword of Mana. So the, now the mana has stuck. Yeah, yeah. Greg, uh, Greg, you excited about uh, the Mana series games? I'm excited to try them. I've actually never played them. Um, I only have one memory of Secret of Mana, and that's my brother like shattering the Super Nintendo controller on our table <laughs> in the middle of playing that. I don't know what he was doing, but like there was like this difficult boss or something that he couldn't beat, and then he just like, 
<clears throat> and then just seeing like all the colored bugs just flying everywhere. <laughs> That's crazy. So you're going to um, give these a try then, Greg? You like Zelda? Yeah, I was planning on it. It sounds like it's gotten everything that I like in the games. I do like the older Final Fantasy games. I do like Legend of Zelda. So it seems like it'd be right up my alley. Nice. Just don't shatter your switch because then you like playing oh, on right. on the go. So that's that whole switch going down. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Learn from your brother's mistake. Uh, all right. So uh, then they moved on to The Witcher Three. Um, this kind of apparently was hinted at. I I did my best to avoid all rumors and leaks and all that stuff this year, so I had not heard about this um, coming. But apparently, a lot of other people uh, knew this was on its way. Um, but The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt uh, Complete Edition is coming uh, later this year, um, or this year. I'm, I'm assuming it's later this year uh, from how they said it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I've never played any of The Witcher games, so I have so little to uh, to contribute to this. Um, Hassan, uh, have you ever played uh, The Witcher? Are you excited about this one? Nope. <laughs> that, that's going to be my contribution, <laughs> it seems, every time I'm asked. Just nope. nope. all right well moving moving on to greg greg you're a witcher fan i've never played the witcher games because they've not been on nintendo console so i can't say that i'm a fan but i might be willing to give it a shot if come to like i do like open world games so it might be something i could get into but based on how much other games i'm interested in it probably will be a pass yeah, it does seem cool, especially because it comes with the uh, the two uh, huge story uh, extensions or expansions um, with its uh, complete edition. So it's got so much game there. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I have no experience with it at all. Um, just like you guys, Barry. Uh, maybe maybe you've played The Witcher. Maybe I own Witcher Two on the Xbox 360, and I planned to play it, and I never did. So, and I got like the big collector's edition, like super hard to get. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get it. Never played it. So then I, I'm like, I'm not going to open it. I'm going to get another copy. I got the next second copy, like with all the DLC and stuff for Witcher 2. Never played it. Then Witcher 3 came out and I got that big collector's edition with the giant statue of Grawl on a griffin that looks bad and still sitting in the box. And I never played it. And then the first expansion came out with a deck of cards and I got that and I'm like, all right, I'm going to give this a shot now. It says physical card. Never played it. So now maybe I'll play it. One good thing I will say about this and this I'm very happy about CD project red has earned my respect. They are the only the second company to put out a physical switch game on a 32 gig card. There is no download on this. So they didn't cheap out. They put the biggest card available uh, at least I think the biggest card available, or at least one of the bigger cards to fit the entire game and all the DLC. Uh, Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2 was the only other one that never left Japan, which is shocking with all this Dragon Quest stuff. You would think they would port over those by now. They, they're already on the Switch in Japan. But uh, yeah, uh, I'll be getting this uh, whether or not I play it. It depends on all the other titles coming out in time because I've heard it's like a 100-plus hour game. I've heard it's awesome. I've heard it's a lot of fun. It's and I I really do enjoy Western RPGs like Dragon Age, um, Baldur's Gate and stuff like that. And this is apparently along the same lines. Uh, so I might play it, but I'll definitely be getting it to join the other Witcher Three stuff. I happen to right, right. So you just have just a, a whole Witcher collection that you've never played. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. 
Oh man, uh, there was this other this next game. I I don't I don't think Greg really likes it at all. So we can just go ahead and skip right past it. But it does come out to July twenty sixth. A, a little game called Fire Emblem Three Houses. I, I don't know, and Greg. Like you, you don't even like care about this game, right? Yeah. Oh, of course not. No, <laughs> just kidding. No, this has already been pre-ordered and paid for. I can't wait for it to arrive. So it was nice to get a little bit more of that story introduction piece. That's I commented on a previous podcast and got like, no, they don't need to show any more Fire Emblem. We don't need any more of that. And then I put, put in my predictions and then, of course, nailed it right on the head. Boom. <laughs> like, check. Yeah. Much, much to uh, Barry's dislike. We got more I, Fire Emblem. I, I realize why. And it's it's not, the way you say it sounds like I hate Fire Emblem. It's not just like because <laughs> no, I don't like Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. It's, it's because from a good marketing standpoint, you like you want those 40 minutes, when it, when it was announced 40 minutes of E3 to be a surprise. Surprise, surprise, surprise. You want to get hit with surprise and you want to get hit with stuff you haven't seen before for, for games that may have just been teased. Um, like Luigi's Mansion 3 was just teased, so showing us more is good. But then after the direct, I thought about it and I said, you know what? I realized there was only one brand new Nintendo game announced and, and very few actual new games announced like trials of mana was one of the very few everything else in this direct as awesome as it is was all stuff we already knew about so i realized this was just padding because they didn't have really a lot of new stuff to show they already did show that so this was just padding to say we got 40 minutes instead of we got 25 (laughs) like so it made sense why they did it Uh, i still think it looks good i mean i already have it pre-ordered i got the collector's edition pre-ordered um this is actually one of those collector's editions that we are getting a steelbook here which shocking i don't know why this one over the others but um yeah i mean it looks great it looks like a lot of fun what else to say you know it's fire emblem (laughs) i mean i did want to point out they didn't really it skipped e3 last year so it's not like they have had like a direct to focus on Fire no, Emblem but it was just, at a, 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 just a recent direct. They had like, what, felt oh, yeah. like 10 yeah. minutes on it. <laughs> I know. That's because it was like really the first time it was really being shown off because it wasn't at E3 last year. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, podcast listeners already know I have never been a, a huge fan of Fire Emblem, not because of the game itself, because it's the style of the game. I'm just not a fan uh, of that kind of uh, that type of a game. Um, I'd rather like jump into action and everything. The whole like movement on a grid thing and, and all that stuff is just not my my style of game. Kind of I get bored by it a little bit. Um, but uh, Hassan, I, I you're you're a big fan of Fire Emblem, aren't you? Yeah, I totally I totally are. Like I'm the odd man out here, right? All right, you ready for this? Nope. nope. <laughs> well, at least um, you're even on that. I knew I knew it. I knew Hassan had my back. <laughs> Not a big Fire Emblem fan as well. Um, no, I, I think it's one of those things that, like, I mean, honestly, like, I think some of the characters or certain things about the franchise always seemed kind of cool, but the style of game, the the RPG nature, you know, like all that stuff, just never really appealed to me. And especially the the and and I hate to say it, Greg, you're going to hate me for it, but all the recent like stuff, especially in the direct, like the the sort of story stuff just did not interest me at all and i just i was like i i can't i can't do it 
Um, but uh, you know, it's it's one of those franchises. I always keep an eye on, and maybe one day I'll, I'll jump in on on a on a game or something. But for now, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to continue to pass. Hassan saw that story show and was like, "Man, I want to be in Gryffindor. If I can't be, then no, I do not want to play this game." <laughs> you know, Too I, bad I you can't just like try this game right here. Uh, um, you know, I I feel the same way about like because I think the the other Fire Emblem games, I've always paid attention to them, and I thought that their stories and everything seemed really cool, especially the last one with the 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 I think it was three different games or was it one before yeah, that three different games game. yeah uh, well echoes was the one before that but yeah, yeah but so those, seem, <laughs> those seem really cool in the story and everything but this the three houses story is not getting me excited i can't really get behind it i, I don't really seem like it doesn't seem like this is like some epic journey thing like about like all this stuff it's just like oh yeah there's like three different people in this school and they're like they get along, but they're just kind of helping each other out and battling each other. And it's like, I don't know. It, is, it doesn't really grab me at like the, it's also, because like I agree. And I think maybe it's also a lot of my exposure to fire emblem is from smash brothers. So I just know these cool swordsmen and everything. And I'm like, all right, there's all, all this epicness and all that. And then I see a storyline that's like straight out of like an anime about like school kids or something like it, at least that's the vibe that I get. So it just, it seems a little different. So if there was a fire emblem game that I would jump into, it would probably be, like one of the, I guess the 3DS ones or something. Yeah, do Awakening. Versus, versus Awakening this. is very good. Yeah, Awakening is awesome. And you, and you know Crom and Lucina and Robin already from Smash, so that would be a mm-hmm. good place for you to go. Yeah. Well, we moved on to uh, this next uh, announcement. Um, we just really, at least it caught us off guard. Uh, Hassan, I don't know if it caught you guys, uh, you off guard when you were watching it, but uh, you could just see in the in, in our live reactions, like we really didn't know what was what was going on in this moment. Uh, so uh, a couple teenagers go off to this weird place, and you know that they end up sit, they sit down and they you know pop out the 3ds like uh, 3ds. You know, or the 3ds, the ter- yes, the 3ds. <laughs> you, you didn't catch that? No, it was the 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 switch, the kickstand, and they pop it down and they start to play Resident Evil on their on their switch, uh, a game that we already know exists, and uh, they're playing in an abandoned house on the tabletop mode. Um, definitely not what I would recommend uh, playing Resident Evil on um, tabletop mode in an abandoned house. Um, but eventually, after I feel like wasting a bunch of our time. Uh, they eventually told us that uh, two more get Resident Evil games are coming to Switch. Resident Evil 5 is going to be launching this fall, <laughs> as well as Resident Evil 6. So Resident Evil 5 and 6 joins the rest of the collection that have that has started coming over to uh, Switch and uh, coming this fall. Um, Hassan, are you a big Resident Evil fan? Are you excited about these? Um, I would say to the first question, if I'm a, a fan, kind of, um, of some of the games I've played, um, this is one of those weird ones. Like I was, I was watching my wife and we we're kind of like laughing. Like, are they just, they're talking about new ways to play the switch. Are they promoting kids to go out into the woods and find <laughs> haunted places and like play video games? Like, is that really the, what you want to promote? I don't know. But, um, but it was a really weird way of like, it just dragged on for like, these are just, they're bringing over old games on the switch, like lead with that, do something different. I don't know. It was a weird way of announcing it. I, I think it's, you know, probably a, a decent announcement for people that are, you know, fans of the series or these games, but it was just a weird way to do it. Um, so I'm not particularly interested in these games in particular. I, if there was a game that I would get, it might be Resident Evil 4. I actually haven't played, and I was trying to think, I don't think I've really played a mainline Resident Evil game. I've played Umbrella Chronicles, Revelations, like 
played like some of those side ones, mm-hmm. but I don't think I played a mainline one. And obviously, everyone talks about Resident Evil Four, mm-hmm. um, so that might be the one if I were to get into it to uh, um, to play. But yeah, hmm. yeah. Uh, Greg, what do you think about uh, these Resident Evil games coming over, and uh, and maybe about the way they they announced them? Yeah, that was definitely very uh, very interesting the way they did that. Um, if you watch our reactions, I was kind of commenting. It was kind of reminded me of the um, uninvited game from the NES because it's like set up like the same way. It's like the car breaks down in front of like this like haunted house, and the people go inside and that turns a little bit more extreme with like the girl going missing and everything. And then you have to find her, but obviously none of that happened. So yeah, that was a very uh, weird way to show switch games. Like you wouldn't look around for a TV or something to, with a switch dock <laughs> already there and put it right in there. So, well, they had no power. Right. So they only had to play for like yeah. two hours anyhow. Yeah. But I've never really been huge into resident evil. So probably it's like an easy pass for me and like it did feel like it was dragging on and i take barry's line that was just more extra padding just to have that weird like introduction to it yeah yeah i went with you guys off and on um there's there's i haven't played all the resident evil games but the ones i played i I enjoy um they did get better as they went along i i was not uh, a huge fan of the original games because i i didn't get it because i was coming from a mindset of like run and gun and that's not what you do in those games you have to like you know conserve your your ammo and make sure you hide and get away and stuff like that which really threw me off when i started playing resident evil because uh because yeah i was like how do i even get past this first guy because i'm like keep dying i run out of ammo so it's it's a cool like mindset shift i guess to when play those games but i i've not played five or six um it's cool that they're coming over switch maybe i'll uh give them a shot um but yeah i'm kind of hot and cold with with resident evil um barry you big fan uh i enjoyed the original resident evils um i i definitely looked at this trailer as more padding like this just further proves my point about the padding was this could have been anything like the fact that they were playing re1 like if they were playing re5 or something like okay cool i see what you're doing but no um it's nice that five and six are coming i'm sure it's capcom so they're going to be digital only uh or they'll give you a physical case with a digital code because capcom is cheap and (laughs) terrible and i hate them right now um it's odd that they didn't do two three in code veronica i know code veronica x did get an hd re-release hd in quotes because it really wasn't that much hd um that could come over um it would be nice if we got the re2 remake that just happened that would be nice uh the very least the original re2 and 3 i mean they were on the gamecube so it wouldn't be out of the ordinary to be on a nintendo system yeah yeah well, next we found out, uh, kind of caught us off guard. Uh, we kind of caught the uh, the the uh, art style a little bit. It was like, oh, this looks familiar. It looks familiar. And all of a sudden we found out that Grasshopper Manufacturer is uh, bringing No More Heroes 3 to the Switch uh, in 2020. So Travis Touchdowns uh, coming back to Santa Destroy um, after a 10-year absence. And, uh, yeah, so Travis Touchdowns back. Next in the the No More series, uh, No More Heroes series. Um, I know that he had the the other kind of 
the side thing that um was that was that for 3ds is that right no um, it was switch travis was strikes again switch, travis strikes again but um i know that wasn't received as well as uh, the other mainline games so uh no more heroes 3 um 2020 uh yeah greg greg are you uh are you no no more heroes fan this exciting i've never really even heard of no more heroes surprisingly but wow all right that's I don't, wow that is surprising so yeah, yeah. wow so yeah. it was surprising to me because i've never even heard of this game <laughs> like for someone who claims to have nintendo systems man when the first one came out there was like nothing else to play on the wii <laughs> like it's true it's true you never heard about how yeah like going to the uh the bathroom to save the game or anything like that <laughs> or or powering up the uh, beam yeah. saber <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep this pg no <laughs> <laughs> uh hassan you uh you a new more heroes fan uh i actually did play some of the first uh game on wii so um i yeah i actually am kind of interested in, in learning more about no more heroes 3 so i potentially might might look into it yeah cool cool barry uh you excited about this one i am uh i knew about it though because i actually did travis strikes again and there is a teaser for it at the very end uh when you completely beat the game um i do hope because I did say 2020, I do hope they, maybe even this holiday, they do put a two-pack and re-release one and two. I think that would be really nice to have the whole collection on the Switch. Even though Travis Strikes Again didn't set the world on fire, it was a very different style game. And I think if they brought over one and two, um, it, w- it would be really, really nice. Yeah, it'd probably be digital only, but yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Travis Strikes Again got physical, so... It's true. That's true. It was a little surprising, actually. I, I, I didn't expect Travis Strikes Again to get uh, a retail copy. So, oh, well, uh, yeah. Next thing we were moving on to, uh, we had a little Contra. Uh, wait, did I say? Did I just say Contra? Yeah, I said Contra. There, we had some Contra announcements. So uh, we're we got a new game coming, a new Contra game coming called Rogue Corpse uh, Core. Uh, you know, that's one of those words that sometimes is pronounced corpse and sometimes is pronounced core, and I never really know which one it is. So we're going to call it Road Cor- Corpse, and uh, and it's an over-the-top uh, run-and-gun um, game that uh, I don't know if it's going to be as challenging as the original Contra, um, but it's uh, offers single multiplayer options, um, and we're going to be able to get it on September 24th, so not that far away. And uh, along the lines, uh, along the Contra lines, we have the Contra Collection, 10 games, 10 Contra games, and it is available now on the eShop. So, uh, Hassan, you a big Contra fan? Were you excited about this? <coughs> nope. <laughs> All right, well, moving on. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It was, it was never one that really... Um, struck with me and those games i believe are pretty pretty difficult uh from what i've heard in there that's also not really something that that is that interests me but also this new game looked looked it looked bad um graphically it just I, my wife was like is this like an old game that they're like porting onto you know the system or something like it just it, it didn't look you know visually that great either but um yeah i don't know I'm, yeah. I'm gonna pass on this. So you've never used the Konami code then. <laughs> so no, no. Okay. <laughs> but I, I do agree. Like I did I didn't think this one looked good. I, I think it's cool that the Contra collection's coming. Um but I, I was I, I didn't I wasn't overly impressed by uh, by Rogue Corpse as well. Um Greg, what do you think about uh all this Contra news today? 
well, as I already mentioned, I already purchased the collection, so like definitely was interested to see the older games coming back. Um, I know they've been missing from the NES online, especially Contra and Super C, but in terms of the new one, I don't know if I'm still super completely sold on it. I might wait to see a little bit more about it as details come out before I drop in and get it, but I probably will end up getting it just because I love the original Contra games, but I don't know, still on the fence about it. Yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah, I was a big fan of Contra, Contra, a Super C, Contra 3. Um, I don't think I played anyone. That's like the three that I've that I played the most. Um, but yeah, I'm not sold on this one. Barry, what do you, what do you think about this new one? Uh, the new one looks okay. It actually reminds me a lot of the PS1 Saturn game, I think it was Legacy of War. Like, I kind of got vibes of that, and that wasn't really a great Contra game. But <laughs> I'm willing to give it a chance because you know what? Konami seems to somehow be moving away from the uh, pachinko machines, maybe. I mean, they brought Bomberman back at launch. Now they're bringing Contra back. Uh, I'm liking this. Um, So I'll I'll definitely be getting it. Uh, As for the collection, uh, I'll be getting it physically because this collection is actually coming physically, um, which is awesome to see. And... uh, I, I like the lineup of games. I wish there were two other ones. I wish the uh, the Rebirth, Contra Rebirth was on here. And I wish Hardcore was on here, which was an XBLA exclusive. Um, that being said, I'm really stoked about it. And I do hope this is a sign that the Castlevania and the Konami Classics collections will get physicals as well. Uh, please don't let me down, Konami. Um, but heck... I mean, come on, this is a direct weird Contra in 2019. <laughs> I don't even know if this is a Switch exclusive. I know the, the collection isn't, but I don't know if the, the new uh, Contra game is actually exclusive or not. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't either. think so. Yeah. I didn't see anything on that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I know a lot of people that are really excited, that, that love the Rebirth uh, series, so that'd be, be cool to, to bring those over as well. How much does the collection cost? Uh, physically it is, I, I've seen it up at play Asia, so I'm waiting for like a best buy link, but the, it is, where are you? I know I have you here somewhere. Yeah, Greg just oh, there pointed. it is. It is $60. Yeah. 60. Okay. So it's just a little bit over five bucks a game. So it's, it's not too shabby. Yeah. <laughs> for the games you're getting though, those are classic games. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. All right. Well, moving on uh, to keeping this thing moving, where we get we got several announcements left, but uh, we uh, we li- we found out a little more about Demon uh, Demon X Machina. Um, it's coming out September thirteenth, so not a long a long time to wait for uh, for this game. Um, and I don't I don't recall them really showing off a whole lot of new stuff. Um, I maybe uh, they did in the treehouse. They did in the treehouse, but in the in the, the the direct itself, it didn't really seem like uh, there was a whole lot of new stuff there, um, and I didn't get a chance to really watch a lot of of it in the treehouse because uh, of other things that I was doing, editing and everything, our live reactions. Um, but yeah, I'm still excited about this game. Uh, it's cool; we don't have to wait that long for it. Um, Barry, what do you what do you think about Damon X Machina, and especially maybe um, some of the stuff that they covered in the treehouse? Um, I'm I love it. I did the prototype missions. Uh, we did a. Uh, a game chat on that it is a lot of fun it's very very fast action-packed and 
I like the fact that you can like take out enemies and then steal parts from them. And then after the mission, you go back and you can upgrade your parts that way. Uh, and the parts are not like guaranteed. Like in the prototype, like it was one enemy in particular that could drop a sword. And it took me a couple of times to farm it. And I got the sword and I was able to find like a two and be able to walk around with two swords. It was, it was kind of cool. And I like that replayability because it's, it's chunked into little missions. Uh, so you can kind of be like, Oh, where do I farm this? All right. And try to build whatever build you want. Uh, there's definitely like in the prototype, there were some pieces that were very agile with very little defense. And like when I went up against the big boss at the end of the final mission and that, like it killed me, like I just couldn't survive it. So I switched to like the highest armor, uh, set that I found, which made me incredibly slow, but I was like a tank and I was able to beat it that way. Uh, on the, the tree house, they uh, showed that they fixed what, probably my biggest complaint about it, which is the boss battles, especially take place in an arena and the arena is, has like a yellow invisible wall around it. And when you get close to it, you kind of see it. It looks like a grid. And if you fly out of it, it's like flying out of bounds in Star Fox. And it, it like automatically turns you around to go back in. And it's kind of disorienting. And it's really hard because sometimes the bosses will sit on that yellow line. And you're trying to hit a weak point that happens to be outside the yellow line. And you try to go through it. And it kept like knocking me back. We know I just want to hit that one piece. I couldn't figure out how to move the boss. Now they made it so like when you go out, you have like a timer. And you can you still have free roam to look around and do whatever you want. And when the timer hits zero, you fail. So this time you have like 10 seconds to go out there, do some hits, and then get back in in a situation like that. And you don't get that disorienting. Um, they said the feedback was very good from the prototype. And that uh, I'm, I understand why they delisted the prototype now because it's coming out so soon, which, which surprised me. And uh, I think from what I saw, like, this was shown last year at E3. This was actually the first game. This was our biggest surprise right at the start. And a lot of people were like, what is this? I'm not really sure about this. And I saw a lot of people commenting now, like after watching that trailer, even without playing the prototype, like I'm sold. This looks incredible. This looks better than a Switch should be able to even produce because the graphics look awesome. And uh, yeah, I'm super stoked for this. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Hassan, what do you think about this uh, name next Machina? Um, I, I don't know. I played the prototype, uh, mission and I don't know what it was about it, but I kind of had mixed feelings. Like I, it felt a little slightly clunky or I was trying to figure out what it was that kind of threw me off a little bit. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I think the controls felt slightly clunky a little bit and then um, it also was a little hard sometimes to tell if I was doing damage or not to the enemies. And it, it just seemed a little, um, little off. So I don't know how much of that or not is going to be changed for the final release. So I think I'm kind of still on the fence about this one. I have to watch the treehouse segment and, and see what it looks like now. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure, but it, it does release, you know, pretty soon. So, um, uh, either way, well, I'm sure we'll have plenty of gameplay and impressions and stuff soon. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it as well. I, I, I still need to play the prototype missions. I, I have downloaded it and I just, it's one of those that I, uh, I keep forgetting that's on there. Um, so every time I see it, it was like, Oh yeah, I gotta play it. And then I forget. Um, it's, uh, Greg, what are you thinking about, uh, Damon X Machina? I'll have to refer to, um, Hassan 
check next. <laughs> like, sorry, that's not an answer for my question. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, it, it definitely is looking to, uh, to be an interesting game for sure. I think the, the whole mech thing and like you were saying, uh, just to be able to swap out stuff and grab it from your enemies and stuff, uh, does seem really, really interesting. Uh, but yeah, September 13th. So not too long from now. Uh, another game that, uh, it's kind of got announced that um, I caught Barry off off guard a little bit uh, was uh, Panzer Dragoon um, getting a remake, uh, remade version of uh, the original Panzer Dragoon coming with uh, new graphics and, and uh, updated controls and, and all this stuff. Uh, tell us a little about your, your thoughts about uh, Panzer Dragoon there, Barry. I am beyond overexcited for this. Um, I, I do remember a while back that I heard that Panzer Dragoon 1 and 2 were being remade, but it, it's been so long. And uh, to see it in action, it, like, it almost brought tears to my eyes because Panzer Dragoon was one of those games back in the day when you would go to Toys R Us, got rest our soul now gone. Um, they had those kiosks and they had the Saturn there and that was what was playing on the kiosk. So I was playing it. I'm like, this is so cool. You know, and I was a big Star Fox fan, so I was like, okay, this is this is like the next evolution of Star Fox. This is cool. And I never owned a Saturn as a kid. Uh, you know, I had, I had the N64, so I never really got to play Panzer Dragoon for a long time until I finally got a Saturn and I got to play through it. And I was like, oh my god, this is great. And I got the second, and I played through that. And by the time I finally got Saga... Uh, I didn't have the time, unfortunately, but I did get Orta when I got an Xbox and I played that. And I absolutely love, love Panzer Dragoon. And to see this coming on the Switch, I think this is a must, especially with Nintendo not delivering a Star Fox game. Uh, we have Starlink, but th- this is one of those that if you like Star Fox, like classic Star Fox, you will like this because one one thing they do is unlike Star Fox, which is usually straight ahead, is sometimes enemies will go around you, and what you can do, because you're riding the dragon, is you can actually turn the camera 90 degrees. So if someone pulls up on your right, you could turn the camera and start firing to your side. And if they go behind you, you could actually turn behind you and fire the whole time you're moving forward on a rail. So it's really cool. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I've actually I've never played any of the games, but uh, but it did look really cool, and so and and I'm a huge fan of Star Fox as well, and so um, yeah, if they could bring any of the uh, the camera stuff, except for not the the bad camera stuff of Star Fox Zero, um, but uh, if they could kind of do that, but do it better, um, that sounds pretty cool. Definitely uh, interesting. Um, Hassan, what do you think about uh, Panzer Dragoon? Um, yeah, I guess I'm gonna have to learn more about it um i had not been familiar with the series I'd, i've heard the name before but i had no idea what it what it was um the, the second i saw it i was like it kind of looked like the creatures from the avatar movie i was like are we on pandora <laughs> like those flying things from the side <laughs> i was like well, is, what what is this um but uh yeah i'm definitely you know curious to to see more about it cool cool greg what do you think i don't well don't really remember a whole lot, at least from the trailer of it. So I don't know. Obviously, it didn't really stick with me to be super interesting. So I don't know. You fly in Maybe the back I'll... of a dragon and shoot guns at things. How is that not interesting? <laughs> <laughs> well, never really been into the gun games, I guess. <laughs> there was a couple swords and like fire emblem, and that'd be really cool. You didn't like so. Star Fox? 
<laughs> what if you I'm had not, swords uh, on top of a dragon and <laughs> slicing things as you're through there? Have you seen Game of Thrones? They use swords and <laughs> that's called Dragon Guard. Different than square. <laughs> no, but usually like a lot of the gun games I haven't really been into a whole lot. So I think that's I was also why I didn't really like codename Steam and stuff like that. So I know that's a completely different game, but I don't know. That's all I'm saying. I'll have to rewatch the trailer to reevaluate because I don't really even remember this title. Hmm. It's a little more old school, going with the swords instead of the guns. Makes sense. Well, then you uh, should like the next game, right, Greg? <laughs> that's true. There you go. Because <laughs> there's uh, maybe a, a sword kind of in this. At least we think we found out. Uh, so, again, another game that's uh, both... Barry and I both expressed uh, how we, we were hoping that this is not really shown off in the direct. And we really didn't get a whole lot, but we got a recap of what they just announced. Um, so, yeah, Pokemon Sword and Shield was uh, was shown off. We uh, The game comes out on November 15th, or the games uh, come out on November 15th. Um, they Let's see. Let's, let's jump back to the... We had a Pokemon Direct. Um, what was that? June 5th, I think. So last, uh, last week, um, about a week ago, um, we had uh, this uh, Direct, and we found out that the Galar region, um, it, it's, it's a really pretty game, uh, in my opinion. I think it's, it's shaping up pretty good. I think they've continued to improve the, uh, the 3D uh, graphics and everything, and you can control the camera um, with the, the either stick and kind of look around in the world, which is really cool. They showed off uh, some new Pokemon like Wooloo and Gossifleur and uh, Dreadnought and Corviknight. Um, they saw this Dynamax thing, which you to like gig- make your, your Pokemon gigantic during a battle. Um, and you can also pr- participate in max raid battles in this wild area with other uh, Pokemon uh, players. Um, you get to capture these Dynamaxed versions of, of Pokemon, these gigantic um, Pokemon uh, with uh, three of your local or online friends, which is which is pretty cool. And um, we we also found out that the Galar uh, champion is, uh, is a guy named by the, by the name of Leon, and his younger brother Hop is one of your rivals. And um, yeah, so you have the Professor Magnolia. Uh, Magolia uh, is uh, the one, their professor there, specialized in the Dynamax. His granddaughter Sonia is her, is, uh, her assistant. Um, and so yeah, kind of showed off the the legendaries. Um, seems to be these like lion like Pokemon um, called Zacian and Zap- Zamazenta. Um, I think I'm pronouncing those correctly. And uh, yeah, there's going to be a, a twin pack um, November 15th, or you can buy them separately. And we also found out today that you can use the Pokeball Plus uh, to kind of carry around your your Pokemon from the game. Um, they kind of said it may not be able to be used as a controller. I think basically they're saying it's not going to be able to use a controller, um, but just the way he said it was kind of weird. Um, but uh, but yeah, so like unlike um, Let's Go, you could use it as, as a controller. You can't use it as a controller in Sword and Shield. Um, but yeah, so kind of jump back to last week a little bit uh, to the Pokemon Direct, um, but also a little bit what, what we learned today. Um, Hassan, you pretty excited about Pokemon Sword and Shield? I know you're a big Pokemon fan. Uh, yeah, I, I am excited about it. Um, and I know it's an RPG, so it's like, what? I thought you hit okay. RPGs. Um, it's one of those ones that like, I have not finished a Pokemon game since like Pokemon Ruby on the GBA or something, because as soon as the RPG stuff, like all the grinding, all that stuff comes into play, that's when I end up just getting bored of it and stopping. But that's where I liked Let's Go. 
because what I did play of it, like the things like the random wild battles and stuff, like having Pokemon walk around in the overworld, I thought was great and it made it more interesting and appealing. It made the, the game come alive even more. So as soon as I saw that they announced that, at least in the wild area, which seems pretty large, um, that you'll have Pokemon roaming around and stuff, my hype level for Sword and Shield instantly went up. Like, I went from, okay, cool, a new Pokemon game, to, yes, I'm ready for this game. Um, like, it, it definitely does look pretty cool. Um, the new designs for the Pokemon are also pretty sweet that they showed. Um, so, so far, those have been pretty good. Um, the Dynamax feature is interesting. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about it just yet. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, it's interesting because you have things like Mega Evolutions and Z-Moves, which are only for certain Pokemon. Whereas in this case, it seems like, you know, you can pretty much do it for any Pokemon, which doesn't make it as cool or not. Um, now, granted, I'm not going to dive into details here because I know some people don't want spoilers, but there were some leaks that... I am 100% convinced you're accurate because they had down to the names of these Pokemon descriptions, some of the gym leaders, everything that came out before the direct. And then also some things that they revealed at E3 that 100% match uh, mm. what was in this leak. So I'm very confident in this leak and the stuff that is in the leak makes some of these things even more exciting, like the Dynamax mm. stuff. So um, I am, I'm very excited um, about, uh, about some of these features. So definitely looking forward to, to finding out more about this. Um, I can. I don't know how much you want me to get into it. I'm, I'm refraining for now because I know yeah. the spoilers, but I don't want to. Yeah, I, I yeah. People we can, care. We can we can keep it for uh, for now, and and okay. you know it's 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 probably inevitable. You know they'll they'll come out with some more information if they if Nintendo finds out. You know that it is pretty widespread and everything. Who knows? Uh, maybe the next podcast will might you know they've they've all revealed it, and now we can actually talk about it. But for the yeah. sake of people that want to keep those you know hush hush for now um yeah we'll just say it but that, that, that's cool to, to hear like that what has been leaked does make you more excited for the game that's yeah. that's cool to hear absolutely there's definitely some some cool stuff there i mean what they showed already i think is still pretty promising the whole uh, galar region looks pretty great so um yeah i'm definitely looking forward to it i don't know which version i'm gonna get just yet but either uh, way yeah. whatever i get you know my, between my wife and i will we'll get we'll get both versions so yeah Nice, nice. Very, uh, yeah. You get very excited about uh, Sword and Shield. Like, even though they they spent a little time on it, was uh, was that okay with you, or, or, or you kind of just like time you know, they what? spent on the like I joined the actual direct was it was again padding. I mean, they they definitely could have made that a little quicker. I understood not everybody watched the Pokemon direct. But I think Pokemon's one of those series that even if even if someone goes in blind, they know what Pokemon is at this point. They're like, oh, a new Pokemon game, sure, I'm going to go buy it because they, they sell. Um, what they showed in the, the, the Pokemon Direct was fantastic. I'm super excited for it. Um, I, I absolutely love it. My only complaint is not with Game Freak. <clears throat> it's with Nintendo of America again. Because Nintendo of America was like, hey, guess what? We've got this great dual pack. You get both games. You get this nice little slipcase. That's really cool. Nintendo of Europe is like, hey, we're going to throw in a steel book that looks bad. And again, why Nintendo of America? Why? Why would Europe get it and not us? It, it doesn't cost any more to print it. It's not like it's a special design for Europe only. Give it to us. So again, I had to buy two versions of this game um, because I had to get a steel book. And it's, it's ridiculous at this point. It's like, come on, NOA. But uh, I don't know which one I'm going to play. Probably Shield. Uh, I like the new legendaries. 
Um, but we were getting both versions anyways, one for my wife and one for me, even if I wasn't going for a full set. Uh, at that point, you might as well get one of each. This way you can trade. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably gonna end up with shield or with a uh, sword. Sorry, the sword because because uh, in my opinion, I mean, like swords are cool. Like Greg agrees with me, um, and so uh, you know you can use a, sh- a sword for a, a defense and an offensive weapon. So and like shield, shield you can as well. I mean, Captain America is pretty awesome. He uses it for offense, but, uh, but yeah, swords are swords are cooler. So that's I'll probably gonna go with sword only because I think they're cooler. That's that's about it. I have. I, I yeah sometimes i like i base it on different stuff which one i get but uh but yeah um yeah <laughs> that's about it uh greg all right so is this the game that's going to get you into pokemon is, is it going to happen it quite possibly might because the only other one that might has really tempted me was that uh nobunaga's pokemon one that didn't really come over very well so over here i don't think but yeah this one might be the one that I give the series a shot. Um, I do think that the Shield Legendary one looks cooler than the Sword one, but the Sword one sounds cooler and probably looks cooler, but the Legendary doesn't look as quite as what I would think, but oh well. <laughs> cool. Uh, before we move on, let's go into the chat. Um, so the Wolf Bunny is joining us, and uh, he's, t- he's talking about... Um, uh, video on demand apps. Um, yeah, it's kind of, we've, we've talked about this, I think, uh, a couple times on previous podcasts about how it's, it's so weird that Netflix is not on there. Um, he, he wishes it was on there. Uh, yeah, I think we, we all agree with that. It's, it's odd, but, uh, but Netflix does have a, a panel, uh, tomorrow during E3. So who knows, like they've already got, uh, two games, um, that are coming to switch, um, based on shows are on there. So who knows, maybe, maybe that's actually, uh, maybe they're actually going to announce that finally um for switch but we got youtube we got hulu um why not why not netflix and disney plus is eventually going to come so that, that is a little weird uh let's move on to the next thing they talked about was astral chain i know uh, a couple of you guys are really excited about astral chain we get to see a lot more about it um and especially in the the treehouse later on um you're a rookie officer in the elite t- police task force and you're uh, basically coming together with the legion to save humankind so you know no no light task uh but uh, you're going to be saving humankind on august 30th astral chain is going to be here before we know it august 30th uh so um hassan let's uh let's go to you first uh what do you what do you think about astral chain um yeah for once i am uh, excited about yeah. uh, about something um it uh it looks pretty cool um just like what you know platinum games has done before i i, um, I enjoy sort of their um kind of action style and and definitely looks pretty unique and, and pretty fun so um so far i i think i'm i'm on board i'm, I'm looking forward to it cool cool greg what do you think what do you think about uh this game uh, just have to do do before pass <laughs> oh <laughs> greg and i are basically just flipping essentially so we're just playing the opposite game anything greg is excited about hassan's and like i can't do it greg likes it nope sorry <laughs> i guess no more pokemon for you right <laughs> oh that's true well, you know you, you can get sword or whatever and i'll get shield so you know there you benefits. go done done <laughs> well i know barry's pretty excited about astral train yeah, and the stuff they showed at the treehouse was crazy cool. Like the fact that, like from the first trailer, it was like, "Oh, this is this action game. It's from Platinum. That's what we expect." But then 
like they show like the detective work. You have to like piece things together and find clues and figure out what's going on. And I'm like, that's really interesting. Like the, it's almost like LA noir with like avatars and, and guns and stuff like that. Uh, well there's guns in LA noir, but like futuristic guns and stuff. Um, yeah, I think this looks great. I love platinum's work. I'm, I, to me, the biggest surprise is the fact that it's coming in August like this was just announced. Like, okay, like this is going to be a little while off. Maybe December, August. Wait, what? This is coming up before Damon X Machina, which was revealed last E3. Like, this is crazy. Yeah, I thought the August date was known already. We just didn't have a specific date. I thought last time they said August when they. Oh, the, the last E3 they said August, but but uh, I think no. Was it was it when it was revealed? Was it revealed August? I thought it just said 2019. Uh, yeah, yeah. I because I, I have this image in my mind of like being like, oh, that game is new and it's also coming sooner than we thought. But maybe maybe I'm mixing it up with something else. Maybe. Correct maybe. us. <laughs> Chat, yeah. let us know. <laughs> go, 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 go. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Ryan says that uh, this game looks really cool to him. Um, Jakester said it looks really cool, but he's not getting it. Um, I know why Greg Greg said no, because it has guns. But... Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it does. Uh, it also really cool. I, I'm excited more and more about it. The only problem is um, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn into Barry uh, around the the July August September time because there's gonna be way too many games and not nearly enough time. And so I love that this game is is only August 30th. That's not too far away. But oh my gosh, there's several other games coming out around that same time, and like there's not going to be enough time to play them all. Um, but I, I'm I'm definitely excited about this one as well. So uh, more about just the guns in this particular one. I'm not really fiend on like the like the combos and all those combo building stuff. Like that's also why I didn't really enjoy the wonderful 101 as much as I thought I did. Like. My hype level for that one was like super high. I really thought I'd really love it, but then when I played it, I didn't quite like it as much. So it might just be the platinum game style play for at least this specific one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt was in the chat, and uh, unfortunately, he says he can't stay any longer. But thanks for joining us, Matt, uh, for a little bit. I know this is a lot longer uh, podcast than normal. There's so much to talk about for. <laughs> today uh we'll keep it moving on though uh, to another game that uh, a lot of us uh, kind of a lot of us off guard um was empire of sin um from paradox and romero games uh it's like this 1920s prohibition era chicago and it's like a monster kind of uh, roaring 20s uh kind of game and it's scheduled to launch in spring 2020 um so uh yeah greg what do you what do you think about this one have you have you looked into it anymore are you excited about uh, the possibility there yeah, that, that part of it does seem pretty interesting, but if I remember, I think it was just not a lot of gameplay for this title, I don't think. I think it was just a lot of the cinematic action shots of like just showing like the casinos and stuff like that. So I probably just need a little bit more information and maybe some more gameplay footage before I can make a call on it. Yeah, they didn't show a whole lot of gameplay, but it does. It's like this noir sort of inspired game. Um, yeah, it, it seemed really, it seemed interesting. I think to me, um, but yeah, I, I think I, I agree with you. I, I need to see more. Um, but we get we have time. It's spring twenty twenty, so I don't have to make a decision today for sure. Um, Hassan, what do you think about uh, Empire of Sin? Uh, kind of the same thing where like there really wasn't much shown um the brief little shots we got of sort of that top down look like was kind of interesting it's definitely a 
interesting style, but um, we really just don't have much details on it. So need to see more information. Yeah. Yeah. Barry, what do you think? This one is weird. Like I wasn't sure exactly what I was looking at. I don't know if it's like you build the area and then you live in it or how it works. Uh, I need to see more. Uh, my guess is probably going to be a digital title anyway. But uh, if it's physical, I'll be getting it, whether or not I play it. <laughs> so far, this <laughs> the end of this year is so crazy already, and we're only in June. Uh, so if it comes out this year, I probably won't touch it. <laughs> yeah, spring 2020. So Yeah, well, 2020. So, yeah, maybe. 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 Yeah. Um, Ryan's saying in the chat, he, he loves how Nintendo did focus on a lot of games this year. They did, they put some 2020 titles in there, but, uh, but a lot of them were, were games this year for sure. Including this next one, which is out in, uh, basically just over a month, July 19th. We're going to, we're going to get Marvel ultimate Alliance three, the black order. Um, I'm so excited about this game. Uh, big fan of the first two games. Um, we've talked about this in the past. Uh, one of the cool things that we found out was that uh, as DLC content coming from uh, Fantastic Four, X-Men, and Marvel Knights uh, are going to be coming for this game. And kind of found a little bit more of the uh, of the story, but not a whole lot more because uh, you know, they need to keep that a little bit uh, under wraps so you can kind of discover as, as you go. But I am so excited for this game. Uh, definitely going to be be getting it for sure. Um, Hassan, I know you're a, you're a pretty big fan of Marvel Ultimate Alliance as, as well. Are you, are you pretty stoked for this one? Um, yeah, so I, I've never played the Ultimate Alliance game specifically, oh, but I haven't played any of those. Oh, okay. I actually I'm, haven't really played I'm much Marvel games, correctly. but I love Marvel, though, like all the movies, all that stuff, and so I love all these characters, and so I will definitely be getting this. Um, it does look pretty cool. Um, in fact, I did the uh, the voucher thing um, on, on the eShop, and so I got Mario Maker um and um so I'm, i haven't done it yet but i'm gonna use it for marvel ultimate alliance 3 because i think you can use the voucher for that uh and i, I probably will end up getting the dlc as well because fantastic four and x-men especially i think uh pretty cool so yeah definitely looking forward to it cool cool great what do you think pass <laughs> oh man that's that's uh oof. I've never like been. I've never been too much into like the Marvel and like DC and X Men. I've like never really like dove into that stuff a lot. All right, Dano, snap, boom. Oh, Greg, I don't think you feel so well. What's going on? <laughs> that's 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 that's. We're gonna have to talk offline about that one. Uh, all right, uh, Barry. <laughs> what do you, what do you, uh, I, I know you're getting this one because you get them all. But uh, are you excited about Marvel? This one I am. Uh, the Treehouse. I was excited before, but the Treehouse segment was really good. Um, it's a no-brainer. Uh, I really want to get the DLC um, because I'd love to have that type of roster. It yeah. depends on a the price. B my status on the game when they come out. Cause like, if I beat the game completely and then like, Oh, here's the DLC, you know, 20 bucks. I'll be like, I'm not going back to the game right now or anytime soon. So that DLC is cool, but it's sitting on the floor. But if it comes out before or during my play, then I'll probably be like, all right, let me get these to get the characters in there. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, Jakester said he's not interested in Marvel ultimate Alliance either. So man, that's so sad. So sad. Uh, but here's another game that uh, that I'm not interested in. 
Um, it's a Cadence of Hyrule, uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer featuring the Legend of Zelda. So we knew this was coming out already. Uh, there's been a lot of different rumors about when it was going to come out. People thought it might be like kind of shadow dropped during the uh, the direct itself, and it came pretty close, uh, June 13th. So we only got to wait uh, two more days until uh, Cadence of Hyrule uh, is coming t- uh, to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, Barry, I-, I think you're a pretty big fan of this. You're, you're pretty excited, aren't you? Um, are are you going to be getting it right away, and uh, are you pretty pumped to play? This is probably that title that I will buy the download version of and pray for a physical, mm-hmm. only because it's Zelda. I have no choice. <laughs> nice. So I hope to be able to play some this week, <laughs> but I, I'm one of those I'm praying for a, a physical. All right. All right. Hudson, what do you think about this one? I am not sure. Um, I I like rhythm games. I am not as big of a fan of the 2D Zelda, but it's the Zelda franchise in a rhythm game format. So, like, maybe. <laughs> so, the, my thing is, um, they actually have an eShop sale going on right now. And so, the um, uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer, just the regular one, not this Cadence of Hyrule one, is on sale for $4 out of... Um, was it 15 or 20 usually or something so i'm kind of tempted to like get that and try it out four bucks and see um but yeah so i don't know i'm kind of mixed still on this one yeah yeah makes sense greg what do you think i will have to tie the mix thing i've never really been into the rhythm games as much but i love zelda especially 2d zelda so that part of it makes me want to try it out but I really got into rhythm games, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm the same. I, I did like Rhythm Heaven, but it wasn't enough to ever like get the game. I, like I enjoy playing it, but it's not something that I really want to go to. So I really enjoyed the, the demos uh, of it. It was like because I was like, oh, cool, I can play this for like 15 minutes, and like I enjoy it, and then I move on to something else. Um, rhythm games like Guitar Hero, those are always really fun. Um, but uh, this kind of never really excited me. Both the Zelda thing, tie in, like. Mm-hmm maybe but probably not um jakester's uh jakester's calling you out uh Hassan, he's saying 2d zelda is better than 3d zelda so i, don't know. I agree 100 <laughs> percent. i i do back then too a lot of the 2d zeldas are on the top of my list outside of breath of the wild so true i didn't what i didn't like was the 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 ds and and 3d or the uh earlier uh game the 2d ones like that's the handheld one so i wasn't a big fan of that one but yeah uh yeah, the ones are here. garbage see phantom no. hourglass was one of the only 2d ones that i probably liked so i i enjoyed spirit tracks more i didn't play spirit just, tracks but like phantom hourglass i was having fun I didn't. I didn't like controlling with the stylus. That was that was my big thing. I, I enjoyed that. Maybe that's why. I don't know. See, I like the motion controls when they had that in Zelda. I like so like those things that the typical Zelda fans liked or, or didn't like rather are the things that I ended up liking. So, I, don't know. <laughs> I did like Phantom Hourglass. I did not like Spirit Tracks, but I didn't think Phantom Hourglass is anywhere near the top. Like where the originals are, like Awakening, the Oracle games. Uh, even the NES ones, <laughs> the link we're, between worlds are all much higher. Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to uh, to kind of maybe spend a whole podcast reading our uh, <laughs> Zelda games at some point. But uh, moving on because there's 
so so much still to talk about we're going to try to fly through this uh next couple one uh at least this next one because i don't know if any of us are really excited about this but it is coming out uh mario and sonic at the olympic games uh for tokyo 2020 is uh coming out in november so uh you, you pumped about this one at all nope okay moving on uh barry excited uh actually i like the fact that tails can beat the peach in a <laughs> nintendo game so yeah i'm on board all right Fair enough. Uh, Greg, what do you think? <laughs> Mostly nope, but that like 8-bit or 16-bit graphic scene kind of intrigued me. So yeah. I kind of want to know more what that's about. But yeah. other than that, that's pretty much nope because I haven't really been yeah. into the series. Yeah. I like the idea of the skateboarding. That's pretty cool to have in there. But the rest of them, I'm just like, ah, karate, surfing, sport climbing, nah. But uh, give, me a, give me a Mario and Sonic uh, Tony Hawk game. I might give that some time, uh, but uh, yeah, they they moved on to this this next title that uh, yeah, Hassan, you might as well just like sit out on this one because you don't know anything about this next title. Um, it's called Animal Crossing. Uh, yeah, it's got a got a subtitle. Happy New Horizon Home Designer Two. <laughs> yeah, Happy Home Designer Two. Uh, no, it's Animal Crossing New Horizons, the uh, the Switch version of Animal Crossing that so many people have been excited about, and we found out it's coming out March twentieth, twenty twenty. 2020, not 2019. That's like um, almost, I mean, it, it's less than a year, but it's it's almost a year away now. So they had to push it back. But uh, we do find out that uh, you ha- you kind of moved to this, this island that kind of seems to be owned by, uh, by Nook Incorporated. So you're going to be owing Tom Nook a lot of money again. Um, and uh, yeah, they, we didn't really find out a whole lot is happening, but they needed to push it back to 2020. Um, Hassan, how do you feel about this? <laughs> I, I will say so i absolutely love this franchise and i i'm i'm very excited about this game this was one of the most disappointing parts about e3 for me for a couple reasons one being the delay um obviously um now granted i know it's gonna ultimately delay is better for the game and all that but like it's animal crossing i've been wanting it for years we didn't get it on wii u like it's finally here, and I expected it. I even been tweeting out, like, there's going to be a delay. There's going to be a delay. I just feel it. But it still was disappointing. The other part is, like, they didn't show much. Um, and so... Did you watch the treehouse? Because they showed a lot, and they even stayed in the direct did, but, watch the Well, I mean, house. like, they showed, they showed some features of things, but, like... So, one thing is, like, we, we're on an island, but they didn't... Like, what about... I'm used to, like, all the other buildings, all the other things that you can do and explore, and you know, all the other activities, like, so they didn't really touch on any of that. This is just the early game, they said, right on, you know, the initial part of the island. Um, and so the the stuff that they showed does, so there are definitely some improvements. Um, and so I'm happy about, like, the, the ability to put, like, furniture and things outside, and, and that's pretty nice. Some of the crafting stuff, I'm a little iffy on just because it feels so much like stuff from uh, Pocket Camp, which I was not um, a big fan of. Um, now, granted, you know, I'm sure they're removing it. It's not going to have all the monetization stuff that is tied with that. So that's better. Um, but I just kind of wanted to, like, get a better feel of what else is in this game in terms of where else you can explore and see beyond this little chunk of the island that they just showed. Um, and I want to know more about all the sort of online multiplayer stuff you can do, all that kind of stuff, which I'm sure is coming. And so that's part of why the reveal, I think, was disappointing because this is sort of built up to be 
it's coming this year, so they must unveil like everything now at E3. And of course, because of the delay, it means they have time to space things out. So um, I'm very much looking forward to the game. It's going to be amazing, I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited about it. But just the reveal itself and the delay was was um, disappointing. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Greg, Even my uh, wife was like waiting. Like she's been bugging me like every day. She's like, when's Animal Crossing? It's like Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. So she sat down to watch the direct just for that. And at the end of it, like she kind of just walked away a little sad. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. That's too bad. I know your your sister's really into it as well. So like, oh, the, your whole family is probably just disappointed today. That's that's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Greg, uh, were you were you were you disappointed about the the delay, or you didn't really care about Animal Crossing? Yeah, it's, I'm not really huge into Animal Crossing, so that was like a hard pass. But I did want to remind uh, Hassan that Wii U did have the Amiibo Festival, <laughs> which I thought was your Game of the Year. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> it's I mean, Animal Crossing. See, here's the thing about Game of the Year: it was probably my Game of the Year by default because there was nothing else that year. You know, so well, we do have to clarify that. Um, but I was referring to you know mainline games. I know. Which, I was just... It was what 2013, I think, was the last one or something. I just had to pull your chain a, a little bit on that. Yeah. Well, no. New I, Leaf was the last. New one. Leaf was the last one. Oh yeah, one. technically. Okay. Uh, I guess uh, console. Um, console was City while. Folk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, New Leaf was awesome. Yeah. So all right, Greg, uh, or I mean Barry, uh, are you, are you kind of disappointed? I mean, I, we 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 all agree. You know, sometimes you know these delays are are necessary to make a better game and everything. But uh, are are you were you bummed uh, to hear it push back? It was a little sad to see that it was delayed, but when Nintendo delays a game, it's one of those, you know what? The end result is going to be worth it. And when I took a, a look back at the rest of this holiday's lineup, I realized, holy crap, we've got, you know, an amazing AAA title every month, if not multiple. Like it's it's going to be packed, especially, and that's just Nintendo, especially factoring in third party um, so yeah, it's, I don't think it's going to be as missed. I think a lot of the, the same animal crossing crowd are also the part of the Pokemon crowd and they know that, and they know putting Pokemon and animal crossing against each other is probably not the wisest thing. They'll cannibalize each other's sales for a lot of it. So if they get Pokemon now for the holidays and put animal crossing in March, give it some more polish. March is usually a slower time. So here we go. Animal Crossing, nice, relaxing during the slow time. Sure, could be a could be a good move in the end. Um, just just makes people like us and really upset. They have to wait a little longer <laughs> to uh, pay off his debt to Tom Nook. So, <laughs> hey, at least you're not waiting to like I don't know like 2022 for Metroid Prime Four. So. <laughs> That's a good point. It's a good point. Well, at least Metroid Prime Trilogy was announced. At, no, no. No, it wasn't. Uh, what was announced, uh, we did have a big sizzle reel of a bunch of different games. I'm just going to fly through it just like they did. Uh, amazing games. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to run through them all and then we kind of talk about which ones kind of stood out to you. But we found out uh, Dead by Daylight um, is coming out September 24th. Stranger Things 3, the game, uh, is going to come out on July 4th. Spyro, uh, the trilogy, is uh, it's actually coming to uh, Switch. It's been uh, finally officially confirmed to 
September 3rd. Uh, Just Dance 2020 uh, is coming on November 5th, also on Wii. Uh, and then uh, Super uh, New Super Lucky's Tale um, is actually coming over uh, this fall. Micro, uh, Microsoft is also bringing Minecraft Dungeons uh, in Spring 2020. Uh, Nino 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 no, me. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's actually not that hard to pronounce. I just uh, can't speak. Uh, Nino Kuni remake, uh, Wrath of the White Witch, um, is coming September twentieth. Uh, Catan is coming. the The board game is coming over June twentieth. The Sinking City uh, is coming this fall. Alien Isolation kind of caught us a little bit off guard. Is coming in twenty nineteen at some point. Uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song is uh, coming soon. That's all we know. Soon. Uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition is coming this winter. Dauntless is coming over in Q4 of uh, this year. Uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood is July 26th, so right around the corner. Doom Eternal is also coming soon, uh, as is the Elder Scrolls uh, Blades um, is coming this fall. So lots uh, of cool games. Some some announcements in there. That's some brand new stuff. Most of the stuff we knew already. We actually have some confirmed dates and everything. Uh, some of them just soon uh, coming. So, uh, Greg, what what are those uh, that run down really excite you that you're uh, really pumped to, to be playing pretty soon? Um, definitely Hollow Knight. I absolutely love their first one. I don't know if there's an expansion or a sequel, but whatever it is, it has the Hollow Knight name on it. Pretty much, boom, sold. <laughs> like, definitely getting that one. Um, I wasn't quite sure, but the, the Stranger Things 3 um, gameplay footage actually looked somewhat intriguing, so I might end up uh, looking into that one a little bit more. But then I'm sure there's some other ones that I missed that I don't remember, like the trailer footage and then the name of the game that line up as well as those but yeah at least it's off the top of my head right now those are the ones that i'll be looking at cool cool hassan uh, which ones stand out to you um i think one actually a little surprisingly minecraft dungeons looks kind of interesting i've never played minecraft um but the style of it the you know always look kind of interesting and they showed it off at the microsoft conference and that actually kind of intrigued me so um, I might actually look into into that game. Um, yeah, but otherwise, I don't think there was too much else. Uh, Hollow Knight is one that I've heard a lot about the game, and I think it's on uh, Game Pass on Xbox, so I might try it out there, and if I enjoy it, then you know maybe I'll look into this one or something. But, um, but I think the rest of them, there wasn't really anything in particular. Cool, cool. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan saying in the chat, too bad Telltale is uh, is done. He feel like they could have made a, a great Stranger Things game, and uh, yeah, I, they they were supposed to be uh, doing that, and I I agree that would have been really great from them. Um, kind of unfortunate, but uh, yeah. Barry, uh, you're a big Telltale fan, so it's kind of nice uh, transition into to you. Uh, which which games uh, from the Sizzle Reel really uh, struck you? Uh, I'm excited for people who didn't get a chance to play it yet. Uh, Nino Kune, uh, it's a wonderful RPG. Studio Ghibli, uh, just truly, truly nice. And if you enjoy Pokemon as well, there's a Pokemon aspect of catching monsters. So uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a great story. Uh, well worth playing. Uh, uh, Spyro, I never played the original Spyro. I was 
all set to get it on the PS4. And then it was like, oh, yeah, only the first game's on the disc and the seconds are download. And I'm like, really? It's a Blu-ray. Like, you could fit all three PS1 games on a Blu-ray. That's ridiculous. Um, but now that it's coming to the Switch, so I'm going to be getting it physically. So I will hopefully they're all in the card. Probably not, but I'll, uh, I'll be probably the first one and download probably code for you too. <laughs> probably because because they're terrible. I think people. Ugh. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of this as uh, Minecraft Dungeons. That that one did surprise me because like, like you, Hassan, I've never played Minecraft. Uh, or the Telltale story modes, or you know ones, but yeah, it looks good. I love Diablo, and this reminds me of a Minecraft Diablo, so I'm I'm definitely willing to give it a shot. Uh, Doom doesn't really do much for me, nor does Wolfenstein, but I'm glad they're there. Uh, I have started playing Elder Scrolls Blades on the phone because I said you can bring over your character, and so far it's interesting. I think I'd have more fun with it on a controller where I can actually move with an analog stick instead of tapping here, tapping here, tapping here. Combat's pretty simple. Um, so I'm kind of interesting how that will translate to a controller because I know it also has motion control. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely has the makings of a good game. You definitely has the mobile restrictions. Like this chest you can open and like... A, a cheap chest will take five seconds and a you know next level will take an hour and then you know probably higher and i haven't had a higher chest yet um but or you could pay gems to open it right now and gems cost real money of course uh so like instead of like this big world like skyrim you have like a town that you're rebuilding and you go on quest and the quest will instantly take you to a little linear dungeon for you to go into and and kill whatever you have to do kill 10 goblins or or free the villager or whatever and then you get instantly transported back to the town and um it's definitely a mobile elder scrolls and it's very good with the limitations of being a mobile phone game how it translates to the switch i don't know but it intrigues me uh, because it's free. So, you know, it's worth giving a shot for free. Yeah. Uh, trying to think what else was in that. Uh, obviously, Mario Maker 2 was in that sizzle reel. So, of course, we're, you know, all interested in that. Uh, you are, did you ever uh, play the uh, new Super Lucky's Tale? No, uh, that's another one that interests me. I, I got Lucky's Tale for the Xbox One and never got a chance to play it. So I'm not sure if this is a sequel to that or if it's a port with like an enhanced port or what it is. I got to look it up, but uh, I love platformers. I, I always wanted to play it. I got it. I just didn't get a chance. They took a name and convention on Nintendo's book with the yeah. new super. <laughs> new and super. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, uh, I, that's one of the ones that interests me. I, I've never played the other ones, but it always looked interesting. And uh, yeah, I'm excited that they are actually uh, bringing that over to the switch. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Spyro is finally announced. Um, the original Spyro was one of my favorite games. And so that's, that's cool to, to bring that trilogy. Finally, it's been rumored for so long that it's come into the switch. And I have friends that have been like, uh yeah i got that switch because i really like spyro you told me it was coming um when's the date i'm going i don't know i don't know oh, yeah i could finally tell them september 3rd um Catan looks interesting I'm, I'm always interested in those uh the board game kind of stuff um what else was i excited about um final fantasy crystal chronicles uh remastered edition um crystal chronicles was was a great game um i don't know if i'll get the remastered edition um but uh excited for for people that that maybe have not played that game to have to have that version 
um, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, and I, I, I may I may dabble back into the Just Dance one. My wife likes it more than I do, um, but it, it's fun to have for parties and stuff like that. I haven't had one of those in a long time, but I'll, I'll get the Switch version, not the Wii version. Um, but Barry's getting the Wii version, so. <laughs> yes, Just Dance, I'm getting the Wii and the Switch version, of course. Um, I have to. I have to for both sakes. I have the full Wii set minus Just Dance 2020, so I have no choice. Oh, well, uh, from Just Dance, um, we, we move on to uh, another the surprise that's basically just like Just Dance coming to, to Wii. Uh, we got our second Smash Brothers DLC character um, in the form uh, of uh, uh, two characters in one. Uh, that uh, a lot of people may be kind of excited for. That's right. Banjo-Kazooie is finally coming to Smash. Confirmed. Coming this fall. And the internet went in a huge uproar and went crazy. And all the reactions that I've seen have been insane. Like the Nintendo store in, in New York City was just like ridiculously crazy in their reaction. Like <laughs> people were like, just like dogs and cats, you know, living together, mass hysteria, all this stuff going on, because uh, Banjo-Kazooie is, in fact, coming to Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, let's let's go to you first, Barry. Uh, how excited are you about Banjo-Kazooie coming to Smash? I'm very excited because ben, that, was, that was my high school, Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie. And, you know, then there was the GBA game, which wasn't too bad, but then we, of course, got nuts and bolts, and that was like, this is pretty terrible. Uh, and that's all we had for Banjo-Kazooie for a long time. And it's it, it's what, one of the things that made me so sad when Nintendo sold Rare. And in the end of the day, some could argue that it was a good decision, but I, I mean, they used the money for other things, but they lost a lot of good IP. And when... Microsoft actually put them on the XBL A. They did like the HD versions of them. I actually bought both of them again because this was back when I was I was doing digital games. Um, and I rebeat them on the 360, both of them. I absolutely love the Banjo Kazooie games. So to see this, it's like really Smash is now bringing together my childhood from Dragon Quest now. Uh, from from my elementary school days to the Banjo-Kazooie of my high school days. The thing I find really interesting about this is there was a interview with with um, Phil Spencer about how did this happen. And uh, he said the how is not actually that interesting. Obviously, we're one of the biggest third-party publishers on Switch, so we have great relations with their third-party team. And I'm like, wait, What? What, what? Wait, what? Like, obvious? This isn't obvious. Does anyone else think of Microsoft as one of the biggest third-party publishers on the Switch? Have I have I missed something here? You know, this is coming from Xbox boss Phil Spencer. Like, whoa, hold on. You know, and the rest of it is nothing really interesting. They're like, hey, you, we, should we do it? Yeah, we were fine. Let's do it. Boom, 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 done. Uh, Rare said they were very happy to work with their old friends. But, but wait, what? like this still boggles my mind is there something else in the cards is there something we're not aware of like do they have a lot of stuff in the uh, you know in the pipeline to become one of the biggest third-party publishers on the switch looks Um, like it um i mean because i mean up until recently there there weren't really that many so for microsoft to kind of leapfrog in there actually does not that surprising to me it was Um, minecraft uh the minecraft story games were telltale technically uh, and then Cuphead, 
Yeah. Oh, and now Super Lucky Tales or new new, new Super Lucky Tales. There are there are some more coming there, and maybe there there's there's probably more on the way that he was kind of you know a little bit had in mind as well. I'm sure, and yeah, it definitely seems they're they're buddy buddy for sure. So, yeah, uh, Hassan, what do, you, what do you think about Banjo coming over to uh, to Smash? Uh, I think it's pretty cool. Um, I the only my only experience with with Banjo Kazooie like the games in the past was I mean I think I played it a little bit at a friend's house like on the N64 like back in the day so I didn't really play much I have it on the Xbox and I've been meaning to um, to play it I just haven't gotten the chance to but I think now I I'll, I'll kind of dive in a little bit but I know what the character represents and and what it means you know for Nintendo history and all that so I think it's really cool to see that um, and so I'm excited about it uh, and there were a lot of rumors going around about it so I was kind of hoping you know. It would it would pan out and 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 I'm excited to see what it does mean for the future of this Microsoft Nintendo thing and like you know what could come of it. Um, definitely uh, pretty pretty nice to see. So uh, yeah, I'm excited and and it's one of those things about any any character they put into Smash Brothers, they put so much care and love into it. And so like for example, the composer I think of the the game so Grant Kirkhope. Grant um, yep. Uh, so he uh, did the music for the um, the reveal trailer, and he said that's going to be in the game as well. So like they brought him back to you know to to work on this. So um, they're not just throwing in the character and just calling it a day. Like they're, they're really showing some love to these franchises, and, and I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I agree with what you guys are saying. Like it, I I, li- I really love the fact that Banjo's in there, but I think. I, I equally like what it represents and, and what that means, um, not only for our current gaming industry, what, what Smash Brothers represents and all that stuff, but also what may be to come in the future. Uh, Greg, are equal thoughts about this uh, about this reveal or uh, a different? Yeah, it's pretty much on the same page as um, Hassan. I never really actually played Banjo-Kazooie. I really want to add it to my homework list if I can get a copy of it. But it sounds like the game that I If you guys like loved. Mario 64, you need to play this game. Both of them, the first two. Well, the first two. Yeah, I, I imagine so. That's what I've heard. <laughs> but, Maybe it's eventually coming to Switch. Who knows? <laughs> but I do have a new comment. I absolutely love the way how they use that same uh, K rule entrance. <laughs> like when they did that in the other direct, though, that was. I absolutely <laughs> love the fact that they were doing that. I mean. Like, you love can't they just do that? Time. Can't they just do that for like all the upcoming like, releases? I mean, it's, it threw me off for a split second. I was like, "Wait, are they playing this trailer again? What, what's happening?" And then you know, and then I caught. I mean, it's off, just yeah, it it's great. just funny because like Steve and Barry were going Dixie Kong, Dixie Kong, and I'm yeah, like, I'm <laughs> mad. That I'm like, sec- I'm, like there, yeah. I'm like seconds behind, and I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> and, like they're already like calling it, so I was just kind of like watching it, and then when I see like the right. reference of like the pose and then the duck hunt dog just totally trolls again that's that was just so hysterical i i loved how they did that it is pretty funny they they just they just love to troll us like over and over again like two or three times in the same reveal uh and that was that was good that was a that was a solid ending you know normally they're like hey we start off with a dlc character from smash we're gonna end with a dlc character from smash awesome pretty good direct you know had its ups and downs but pretty re- really really strong overall especially compared to the other stuff and uh then they said they had one more thing and they steve actually by the way when they actually showed this direct to yeah. uh industry people that's how the direct ended just at this point apparently that's what somebody i forget who it was but somebody uh one of the big media site writers like tweeted that out saying 
that this was the point where the direct ended for people that they showed it to early. Nice. So nice. this caught everybody off guard then. Uh, so that's exciting. And uh, yes. So if you actually, if you listened or watched uh, our last podcast, we talked about our predictions and uh, I threw out one that, uh, that I really, I, I was a prediction, but if I'm really honest with myself, I really didn't think it was going to happen. Uh, but it was just more of a pipe dream, more of exciting. Uh, it was like, be really cool if we did see it. And uh, yeah, some, some different stuff comes on screen. And uh, initially like Barry, Barry thought it was eternal darkness, which I would have equally yes. been excited about. If, if that it looked was like eternal happened. darkness, like the glyphs and stuff from that it, game, it really did. And, and I was, I was going there with you for a second and I was like, okay, okay. I, this is, this is awesome. And then all of a sudden you start to see uh, some Zelda characters and, uh, and, and you realize that it's the same kind of graphical style as breath of the wild. And, and then we start wondering, is this DLC or maybe what is this and everything? And then we find out that uh, this is a direct sequel that uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is getting a direct sequel, and uh, they're starting to work on it. That's pretty much all we know. Um, we Everything else is completely unknown, we, uh, except for uh, it looks like um, someone's, like the, the uh, Hyrule Castle is either exploding or taking off in the sky or, I don't know, something's happening to the castle. Um, and it looks like there's some undead sort of things going on. It's a very dark feeling almost a little bit like the other direct sequel we had one time called Majora's Mask. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. But I'm pretty excited that uh, we actually got a glimpse of the next uh, Zelda game. Uh, so, so yeah, let's just go around the horn again. What do you think uh, of this, this announcement? Uh, Greg, let's go to you first. Super incredible. I love the Breath of the Wild. It's like one of my favorite Zelda games of all time already even though it's the most recent one. So I'm all on board for the next one already. So um, at least when I saw like that um, skeleton-like thing, it reminded me like Ganondorf. So I was like, what the heck? Like, I thought this is like where he's going back to a human form now or something. So I don't know. So we'll just have to wait and see until we get more information. Yeah, yeah. Wolf Bunny uh, thinks it's going to be an M-rated one. He, th- he thinks it's going to go all out M-rated. <laughs> it would be really interesting. I don't think they're going to go that way, but that would be interesting. It is pretty dark, but I don't think quite M-rated. Um, what do you think, Cousin? Um, I mean, this is a sequel to quite possibly one of my favorite games of all time. So, yes, I am I am very, very excited about this one. Um, I, I cannot wait. It looks... Uh, really cool with little teaser we got. I mean, maybe like is Link like being possessed or something? Are we going to play as Zelda? Like, who knows? I mean, they could really change it up. How much of the existing map is going to be the same or not? Like, so many questions. But um, the little snippet we got is is pretty cool. So now, now it's just a matter of, of waiting. And and I don't know. I you know, it's one of those things that um, you know, that now there's going to be speculation of when it's coming out. I actually think there's a potential it could come holiday 2020 um maybe spring 2021 you know might be more reasonable but but potentially it could be next year and i say that for a couple reasons one being um well there was there's some this one industry person that you know before the Link's awakening announcement um for switch mentioned that there'd be a 2d zelda Link's awakening coming to switch this year and a 3d zelda next year um and obviously we just got the 3d zelda announcement um but also Nintendo went, rarely shows games that are too far early in advance. 
And if they do, they often later say that they regret showing it because then there's delays or different things like that. Well, obviously, we saw the whole Metroid thing where they just show the logo. Um, and and then, of course, the later delay, too, just broke all our hearts, right? So I, I don't see them doing something super far in advance either. Um, Hassan, Meta remind you of a game, a little game. You might have heard it called Breath of the Wild. Where they did show us stuff and it got delayed many times. Sure, but also, but also, right. So it could be delayed, and so I think I'm not. I, I think it's potentially they could say holiday 2020 and then it gets delayed to later or something. Um, but also, I think that was unique because it was um, a Wii U and Switch kind of that cross gen sort of a thing, a Switch launch title. So I think it was a little bit different. They already have the game engine here; like they, they don't have to completely reinvent the wheel. Um, and also, holiday 2020. Microsoft and Sony have got brand new systems. Nintendo might need something to kind of get the attention on them as well. So potentially, I, I, I don't think it's out Switch of the realm of possibility, title. I should say. Um, this could be but, a crossover uh, Switch, Switch Pro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But, um, but either way, I, I, um, even if it is into 2021, um, it's still uh, very exciting. And I'm definitely looking forward to, to hearing more about it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What do you think, like, I was going to say, I can't wait for uh, Game Explains like two hour analysis. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> like 15 seconds. But, yeah. but not only that, but I do believe that they might be targeting 2020, but it's more than likely going to be, I don't know, 21 or hopefully not 22, but I yeah. guess it depends. I mean, yeah. they do have the engine, they do have probably, they're probably going to carry over a lot of the physics and stuff like that. So I think with all of that hard stuff done, this shouldn't be that later unless they really run into some problems with the features and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. The last DLC came out what December, 2017, I think. So they've had 2018, 2019, potentially if it's holiday 2020, then most of 2020 to use the same engine, all that stuff. So three year turnaround, potentially. Um, I mean, exactly. Yeah. It was majority's mass popped out a little quicker because of that too. So, yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Barry? I mean, I'm stoked. Uh, technically, according to the official records, Breath of the Wild was my game of the year for 2017. In reality, that was Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I just didn't really have a fair chance to play that game. But, Excuse yeah, I, you know, I'm a lifelong Zelda fan from the very beginning. Uh, so there's a, there's a no-brainer. I'm, I'm excited. I'm also a little saddened because... I thought for a second we really did have a new Eternal Darkness, and now we really want a new Eternal Darkness again. Because uh, <laughs> that franchise needs a revival. <laughs> Nintendo's just sitting on a gold mine. But, uh, you know, it, honestly, if you took out Link and Zelda, it would look like Eternal Darkness. It was, you know, had that same vibe. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the more I think about it, Hassan, you might be right. This could be a 2020 release. This could be a, a holiday. Uh, it's no surprise that PS5 and Scarlet are looking towards a 2020 holiday release. And if Nintendo is obviously staying with the Switch, there's, there's no new hardware. If they, even if they don't do a Switch Pro, they're going to need something to combat that. And what better game to throw at that than that? And who knows, maybe they'll do Mario Odyssey 2 at the same time and do a double punch. Um, but yeah. Do you imagine... Of 3D Mario and 3D Zelda, like in the same year. Oh man! Oh, could you imagine? They've already done it. It's called 2017. <laughs> right, I'd say a repeat of that, like would be a repeat. Oh. I mean, here here's something you have to look at this direct. 
and this director's great. I mean, most most people are saying it's they've won E3, and 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 I agree, it was a fantastic direct. But if you look at this direct, outside of Zelda Breath of the Wild, outside of Trials of Mana from third party, every game, maybe that that, that mobster game, whatever, um, but every other game was already previously announced or is a port of a game that's already out every single game in this entire direct this direct is amazing yet we knew there was no big surprises outside of smash reveal which was dlc so if you think about that and you think about 2020 with bayonetta 3 metroid prime 4 still on the docket uh now animal crossing over there uh what what are they keeping? What are those other things that they haven't shown us anything new? Usually E3 is when they show us new things. They didn't show us a single thing new outside of Zelda at the very end. And that's clearly not a, a, a you know right away game that's going to be in a while. So what could they possibly be having? They've got to be keeping all their cards really close to their chest with a bunch of stuff if they didn't reveal anything other than Zelda as a new title for, for this entire Direct. Which, which further proves my padding thing, because like, hey, we got to have E3 Direct, and we have to have no new games. Um, let's do this. Uh, and still, they pulled it off. So I'm really excited for next year, for sure. Um, but they've got to have something up their sleeve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I I clearly so excited about the next Zelda game. I, I'm thinking 2020 holiday 2020 sounds sounds about right, especially for all the reasons we talked about. Um, let, let's quickly like we've we've talked a lot all right tonight. Like we've already been over like an hour longer, more than we normally do, uh, just because there's so much here. But I think to wrap up, what I would love to do is, is just kind of get your final thoughts, maybe even kind of offer a, a grade. Uh, if you will, for the uh, for the Nintendo Direct, the presentation, uh, maybe take into account uh, the Treehouse because that really is in connection with what they do and everything around E3. They kind of extend it the whole day. But if you were to give a grade for Nintendo's uh, presentation, specifically the Direct, but also a little bit into the you know taking Treehouse into into account, uh, how do you think Nintendo did this year? Um, let's let's go to you first, Greg. I was actually going to give it an A, despite all the games that I'm not quite interested in. It's just the the ones that I am interested in is like like top tier games. It's like Smash Brothers. It's Legend of Zelda, both the remake and the new one. It's Fire Emblem. I mean, it's really like hitting. Mario Maker Two. Oh yeah, Mario Maker Two. Like, how did I forget that one? That wasn't in Steve's reel, so that's. Uh, well, it wasn't. Just, it wasn't the reel, though. <laughs> it, I know, but it wasn't in his recap of it. But yeah. But yeah, I mean, all these are really high quality games that are like favorites of series of mine. So it's it's just basically just missing Mario Kart <laughs> to right. be absolute perfection for me. So. All right. Sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good. Um, let's go to you next, Barry. How do you think they did? Despite not having any real new surprises, I honestly have to give them an A+. And the reason for that is they kept swinging for the fences, and they kept hitting the ball out of the park every, virtually every time. Um, they showed gameplay with their the games. They weren't just CG trailers. They were funny. They had the whole bit with Bowser, <clears throat> the presentation, didn't had a, had a little drag parts and that, those are the few things that would knock it down 
Um, but virtually every game spoke to me. I'm a huge RPG nut. Um, so I love the mana stuff. Um, I love Panzer Dragoon. I obviously love Zelda. You know, those are all great. These things like Nino Kuni and Witcher 3 and, and you know, Fire Emblem. And, and even that Dark Crystal is a tactics game I might enjoy. Uh, there was just so much. That's not even factoring in Luigi's Mansion or Animal Crossing. It's there's a lot to it. There's, there's literally Astral Chain, Demon X Machina. Like I felt like they were just bringing their big guns, and they were all big guns we knew about. But they're just good big guns, and it has me so excited for the rest of this year. Especially because the first part of this year was just it was slow. Mm-hmm. It was pain painfully slow. Uh, and I hope this isn't a trend. I hope we aren't going to have painfully slow early parts with like one or two nintendo games only and then a jam-packed second half uh, that's how 2018 was that's how 2019 is but yeah like the that only parts that would take off would be the slow parts or the extra padding but i understood why they did it uh, but i'd still give them an a plus wow. all right yeah. listen uh how, how you how do you grade them this year i think they did um I think I would have to go with a B plus. And my reason is one there, there's a little, little, little docket for that animal crossing thing. It's just, <laughs> it, it hurts my heart. Um, because I just, I, I want that game. Um, but I think the biggest thing is, I mean, it, look, B plus is still solid. Um, I think the biggest thing is I'm looking at the list of stuff. There's not a single new game announcement that like I immediately want to play the closest thing I can maybe see scrolling through the list is no more heroes three that I'm kind of like, Oh, looks interesting. I might want to look into it, but there just wasn't anything new. I mean, what they showed was solid. Um, (laughs) Well, (laughs) I don't know if if I'm excited about it, but um, so there wasn't anything for me that, that personally got me really excited. And so I just, it's hard for me to grade something to give an a rating. If, there's not a single new game announcement that gets me really hyped mm. um, as is typical, but everything they showed us is solid and I'm excited. There's, there's multiple great games on the way. So B plus is still, still pretty good. But um, you know, the one game that for the first time we got to see with animal crossing was delayed. So it's like, ah, I, I want to give it that, that a, but um, just kind of a, um, a little bit, a little bit down a peg because of that. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, I have there was definitely some high points in this one. I, I'm a little more critical this this year than I have been in the past years. I think um, I, I get I love the fact that they were like they say that there was games for everybody, but they really they targeted a certain audience this year, and I think it was a smart audience. They they targeted uh, you know re- a little more of the hardcore audience, and I think that's awesome. And I think they need to, and because I, I think that people uh, gamers like that get some hype around uh, that, and they can kind of actually carry. Um, the, the casual gamers kind of will, will come along no matter what, but to get hardcore gamers excited about some stuff, they announced some, some cool things, but because it wasn't brand new, a lot of brand new stuff. I also, I'm, I'm being a little more critical as well. Um, I'm, I'm just a little bit upset that they also didn't really announce the, uh, you know, SNES online or anything like that. There was no like updates to anything like that. I'd like, why not? Why not? That could have been some padding in there. You know they're going to be working on it. 
add that in there instead of spending three minutes with kids walking to the woods to play Resident Evil One. <laughs> like um, just uh, to announce that sort of stuff could have been really cool um, to make it just like okay, yeah, they they really get it. They almost got it, but I think they really could have got it if a little tweaks here and there, and uh, and if they had more brand new stuff that really got me. So I'm thinking I, I was I was thinking B, but the more I thought about it, um, I'll, I'll bump it up to a B plus as well, a solid B plus. Um, because, uh, yeah, I think it was really good. I think my biggest thought is I, I don't, I wonder if I would have graded it so high if the rest of the presentations from the other companies weren't that great. Like if they were also good, would Nintendo's have, have, uh, like been as high in comparison? I think I'm rating them higher because the other was were worse this year. Um, it didn't take a whole lot for Nintendo to win. You know what? I guess what I'm saying. What uh, one thing to think about too? That whole Resident Evil kids in the cabin thing. For all we know, that was sent to them by Capcom, and they're like, "Do we really have to use this? Like, do we have to work this in? Can't we just say Resident Evil Five and Six? Like, no, we spent money on that. Like, you better use that in your direct. Like, God, I guess we have no choice. All right, let's let's try to work this in here. That may not be Nintendo's fault. Maybe, but I feel like they got enough. Like push to be like, um, hey, we need to tweak that because we're Nintendo. Like, right. But I and know. and I should say as well, just to clarify, because I said there was not a single big new game announcement. Obviously, we got a 3D Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel announcement, um, and that's probably what bumped mine up from a B to a B plus right there. Um, but it also was a game announcement with zero indication of when it's coming out. You know, so it doesn't really the, the hype is coming, but it's just not you know there yet. But uh, obviously, a great announcement. Right. Pretty much seems like uh, everybody else in the chat is kind of thinking the same thing. Jakester threw out an uh, 8 or maybe 9 out of 10. So he, everybody's pretty excited about uh, this one. It would be cool if, if some other games were announced. But a lot of people are pretty excited about uh, Nintendo this year. It seems like Nintendo is the the name that we're hearing a lot at this E3. And uh, and that's that's really cool. I think for Nintendo fans, um, we're excited to, to hear more about Nintendo, more games coming their way. Um, even if they're all not brand new games, we're actually getting some third party, a lot of third party this year. Um, so that's, that's been really cool. You know, there's one thing we didn't talk about. Mm, and it wasn't that? it wasn't Nintendo, but it was another it was another show that wasn't talked about. And it was a it was a good show. Yeah. What was that Limit, one? Limited run games put on a show for E3. Mm. And there were a lot of Switch stuff announced. Cool. So like Power Rangers Battle for the Grid getting a yep. physical release. Yep. Powers I of the Grid. I saw that and I was like, Barry, you're going to be happy. Yep. I already got the collector's edition pre-ordered. That is nice. Did you see that Steelbook? Yeah. The Steelbook has the different coins and you can magnetic coins on. I'm like, that's, that's cool. <laughs> um, Torok 1 and 2 is getting a physical release. That, that's for the Switch. Rogue Legacy is getting. Freedom Planet is getting. <laughs> uh, a bunch of Star Wars stuff. Um, is getting, but we don't know what systems they're for yet. Uh, Secret of Monkey Islands are also coming, but again, we don't know what's, what systems they're for. Um, but uh, Blazing Chrome is coming. Blaster Master Zero is finally getting a physical. And they actually announced the 3DS game. Mm. The Atoy Collection is coming to the 3DS. That's like Mutant Muds, both of those, uh, Zeo Drifter, uh, and two others. It's like five games. Cool. So like it's a lot there for Switch owners that like physical, um, but yeah, that's it's awesome in my opinion. And and if you if you're like me, real mist freaking mist is coming to Switch. <laughs> like it's, it's on everything. But yeah, let's get a let's right. get a Switch version. Right, that's cool. 
That's cool. More games you get to buy though. But, uh, Oh yeah. You know, I, yeah. all of them. Yeah. I gotta get them all. <laughs> <laughs> gotta catch them all. Oh man. Uh, we have went so long already. I, I think I'm going to skip over to, uh, you know, all the games that we're going to be hoping to play, um, and everything in the next couple of weeks. Cause we just, we've been talking a long time and I, I don't know a lot of our listeners, our viewers are probably already, uh, ready to, to turn us off already. So we're going to skip over that this time, but, uh, we will be back in two weeks. Uh, which means I will be back on a regular Monday schedule. So our next uh, podcast will be on June 24th. Um, so we'll kind of jump back on our Monday, every other Monday schedule uh, on this next episode. Thanks for kind of moving into things around with us on the last two because of holidays and then E3 on uh, moving to Tuesday and everything. So um, thanks for, for being flexible with us. But thanks so much for, for joining us for another episode of the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Remember, if you are new here, we would love for you to subscribe. love to hit you that hit that bell love for you to hit the like button on uh, youtube as well subscribe on your on your favorite podcast uh apps of choice um share with others all that stuff would be amazing and if you are watching later after the fact uh all the stuff that we talked about e3 we'd love to hear your comments uh so throw those in the comment section down below and we'd love to uh, to hear all your thoughts about e3 2019 um thanks so much for for joining us greg uh it's been a pleasure Hassan, thanks so much for for joining us again for uh, being a special guest and uh, and Barry. It's always great to talk games with you guys. Um, Absolutely. So happy E three and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you around uh, on on the interwebs. Uh, be sure to join us on social media and Discord and all that stuff to keep talking E three with us. Absolutely. Have a good night, guys. Yeah.